From gambling to gates, from needles to knees, today we're talking sports scandals on the Sagely Stage Stooges. Stooges <laughs> are back. It's been a while. My name is Steven. I am joined by the best group of co-hosts a guy could ever ask for. Aww. You say the that now. Incomparable Christopher. Yeah. And yeah. the <laughs> absolutely phenomenally talented talented Josh. Uh, hi. Hey guys. And Grady's also here. Hey guys. Glad to um, grace Who the invited podcast him? with my presence. Glad to be the one that we pick on consistently <laughs> without <laughs> reprieve. Glad you could add grace to our podcast. Mm-hmm. So settle in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because we've got a treat for you. Oh, do we? We are back after our long hiatus um, with the new year came uh, some new obstacles for us to get over on our personal lives. But diabetes. Got it all under control. Yeah, you know. Uh, sure. Gout. Um, gout. One of those are true. We'll let you guess which. Um, so yeah, we're back. We're going to talk about sports scandals today. Well, it makes sense. I mean, we're right now, and you know, the, near the end of April, we're dealing with um, we got playoffs for both hockey and basketball. Uh, baseball started recently. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Football dra- uh, the NFL draft happened a couple you know mm-hmm. a couple days ago, a couple nights ago, a couple yeah. of yesterday. Uh, MLS is in full swing. So yeah, we're we're doing. We got a lot of sports, so it only makes sense to talk about something sports related. And hopefully, there won't be any scandals in any of that. <laughs> There's usually not. But if yeah. there are, we'll talk about those later. Well, <laughs> if the Warriors win today, it'll be a scandal in my house. Like they obviously cheated. Yeah, got some notes yeah, from Belichick. The Warriors, so the Warriors are, are playing the really Rockets today. Okay, give me some, give me some slack. Yeah, but <laughs> like, <laughs> you were deluding yourself anyway. Why? We brought them in Chris within one game himself? last year. We, <laughs> we brought them with a one game last year. Who knows? Yeah, you never sure. know. Sure. And Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt. If Chris sure. Paul, if Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt, we would have won. I, you can I, always I, just take a baton to one of the players' knees. I will. I mean, I didn't hire someone to take out Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you might not have done that, but <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about today. Uh, um, uh, being kind of, I don't know, in my mind, one of the crazier things, like, it's kind of like a scandal in, like, the sports realm, because, like, reading through this again, going back and kind of revisiting it, like, it's insane to talk about. And so, obviously, if you don't know, we're talking about Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. I like how Uh, I was kind of setting it up for a a corrupt ref thing, and then you went straight to Tanya Harding. (laughs) I I feel like... I threw a curveball. That was my fault, because I talked about taking out Steph Curry ahead of a game. Right. So... That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. fine. We're we're all... We're professionals here. That's why we talk about how professional we're being while we're being professional. Wait, you're getting paid? Just to undermine you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, if, if you don't know, then you're probably young. 
1994 in the U.S. Figure Skating Championship. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding were both competing. They were both on their way to be in the Olympics. Uh, Na- yeah, then... Nancy Kerrigan was the defending uh, women's champion, uh, right. U.S. Figure Skating Champion from 1993, and um, all of this begins right before the 1994 Women's uh, U.S. Figure Skating Championship. <clears throat> so, and what happened? Well, um, this dude. So after a practice, this uh, dude named a, Tanya Harding. No, after one of Nancy Kerrigan's practices, she was in a corridor in the Detroit Cobo Arena, and she was attacked by a dude with uh, this big, I guess, twenty-one inch metal baton. Um, he ran up and smacked her leg and tried to break her knee. Um, and then, uh, you know, it came out that. Uh, someone connected to Tanya Harding, one of her competitors, uh, was involved. So, um, this guy, his name, the guy that attacked him was uh, Shane Stant, and uh, mm-hmm. his uncle, Derek Smith, were, no at relation. this point, only allegedly hired by uh, Harding, Tanya Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Gillooly, uh and her Something one-time like bodyguard, Sean Eckert. Wait, ex-husband at the time or ex-husband now? I think it's ex-husband now. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I think the there was still that. a couple for a while during all of yeah. this craziness. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shockingly, the being um, accused and found guilty of contracting <laughs> hits on people and then also, you know, second degree assault, that uh, doesn't, it doesn't lead to healthy relationships. Well, that's, that's all actually kind of part of this craziness. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so this was the day before the, the championship. So, of course, right. uh, Nancy Kerrigan cannot compete. And uh, the hopes of her attackers was that she could not compete in the 1994 Olympic trials uh, as well. But she still got invited for the Olympic team. No, yeah, so cool. Harding goes on to win the U.S. title the next day because, you know, she's the be- the top of, of the class and there's no one to compete with, I guess. Um, and then, um, uh, I guess a, about a month later, so this all happened January 6th, 1994, um, and you know, or early January. Mm-hmm. And then on February 1st, uh, Galuli, um, the husband of Tanya Harding, um, they negotiated a plea bargain in exchange for right. testimony involving the attacks. So it comes out, um, in the plea that, um, Galuli and all these people, you know, they, uh, wanted or it, it was it was a planned attack and they were all involved in everything mm-hmm. and then uh at this point tanya harding's still like i can't believe this happened i, I don't know what you know they were thinking and uh, you yeah know, she's why would they have done this pleading yeah. no involvement no knowledge anything which i mean it's kind of <laughs> crazy to, <laughs> to assume that that someone that connected to you you know just and maybe just did it you. out of his heart you know yeah no he just did it because he loved you <laughs> Look what I did for you, baby. Look what I did. It was all for you. <laughs> before, uh, I guess, January 18th, so before the plea bargain is arranged for Galuli, uh, the FBI uh, questioned uh, Tanya Harding, I think it was for like over 10 hours or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first eight hours, her story's all the same and everything. And then finally, like, the guy, uh, allegedly the um, FBI agent that was interviewing her told her that, uh, I know you lied to me, and I'll tell you exactly how you lied to me. And she, at that point, she was like, okay, um, uh, I think the quote is, uh, I hope everyone understands I'm telling on someone I really care about. Uh, no, Jeff is involved, and I'm sorry. That's Jeff Galuli. 
Oops. So it comes out that at least after the fact, she knew that her husband was involved. So now she's in trouble. What a power move, too. Like the FBI, like showing up and they're like, all right, so here's the deal. We're going to grill her for eight hours around that point when you're like physically and mentally exhausted. We're just going to show up and just tell her that we know everything and see if she calls our bluff. <laughs> right. Let's, yeah, let's just. Chris, this, this is, this speaks to the importance of your profession, right? You don't do this without having someone in, in, the, in the league, some legal representation. Well, she was with her lawyers while being questioned by the. Oh FBI. gosh! Okay, get a good lawyer then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was, to she say was uh, yeah. I'm a corporate attorney. Don't drag me into any of this. I don't speak to what these people do. It's already a burgeoning, um, you know, scandal, and this kind of breaks it wide open because you know now we're approaching the Olympics and. Um, we're not sure if, if Tanya Harding's going to be able to, to compete or if she's going to be, you know, banned or whatever, or if right. uh, Nancy Kerrigan, you know, who's, who's innocent, who's guilty. So, you know, the media really grabs a hold of this. And, um, I mean, the video, what, you know, the, there's video footage of, you know, Stan or Sean attacking Nancy. So, I mean, it's already yeah. everywhere, you know, yeah, so. you know what I think, I think Nancy Kerrigan hired him to do that <laughs> just to it on that poor girl who I <laughs> lost my. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that <laughs> was out there on some, that, at some level. Well, no. Bit. Okay. Does anyone know? Does anyone know where Nancy Nancy Kerrigan is nowadays? Because um, oh. ah, Jesus Christ. Um, because Tanya Harding has basically been relegated to like doing commentary on people fucking up in videos on true tv like that's all well I've yeah seen her do now. <laughs> and the thing is it's crazy is you don't hear about nancy kerrigan you do hear about tanya harding yeah nancy kerrigan right. was on dancing with the stars and she's apparently joined oh, inside yeah. edition as their super bowl correspondent in january 2018 wow. well good all i'm right. glad well, but anyway i'll just try to kind of get through the rest of this story the craziness that that goes on just well you'll try yeah, I'm going to try. And then we can talk about the aftermath and what happened. Um, so now we're approaching the uh, the Olympics, and Kerrigan is going to be able to compete. Um, ends up that her knee was not broken. It was just badly bruised. bruised so these yeah. idiots that were trying to do it didn't even do it, you know, said, you know, didn't even accomplish Effectively, what they were trying to do. Yeah. So there's a practice session session at the Hamar Olympic Amphitheater before the Olympics. Oh, yes, and a good old Hamar. And I guess that's Hamar, Hamar. I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't know. But Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding are on the ice at the same time. So the media is like freaking out about this. (laughs) And what's even cooler, well, I thought it was cool or, or, you know, brave of Nancy Kerrigan. She wore the same skating outfit that she was attacked in. So she was like, oh, guys, you know, (laughs) like I'm out here. And I, I, you know, I just thought that was really neat. Um, and it, apparently that was one of the most televised, um, well, most watched telecasts in American history. And, uh, you know, I you can imagine, um, anyway, we go on and let's see the, you know, skating association is like, uh, there's reasonable grounds that Harding had, uh, you know, violated our code of ethics, but we're going to go ahead and let her compete in the Olympics and we'll figure it out later if we need to take anything away <laughs> we from her. need to take anything away, that's <laughs> Yeah, because they had to conduct their own investigation and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, they end up Better competing. Ask for um, forgiveness than permission. Tanya Harding uh, ends up being eighth, and then uh, Nancy Kerrigan actually gets a silver Um in the Olympics in 1994, which so. is so great. Yeah, That's so, so great. it's it's such a I, such a comeback story. Such you know, and, um, and it seems like in March 16th, um, Harding uh, pled guilty, pleaded guilty. 
uh, to conspiracy to hinder prosecution, which was a felony. Um, and huh. under basically she came out and said, yes, I knew he was doing it. And I agreed on a cover story and, um, you know, it, all, all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, uh, after the fact, this is still after the fact for her. Yeah. Um, and you know, she was fined, uh, I think a hundred thousand dollars, 500, 500 hours of community service, um, three years probation, um, Anyway, uh, all, all that's part of her plea deal. Um, they also had a grand jury going on, and Chris, you might be able to explain this a little better. I guess I try. it... I'm not a criminal attorney. Well, I know. I'm just... Uh, is So she pleaded guilty, but the grand jury still ended up indicting her, but they couldn't, like, go forward on those charges because of the plea deal? Does that make sense? I... Sort of. I, I have not heard of a plea deal happening before an indictment. That's strange to me. I, well, I it more into that. Yeah, I don't know. This this article might have had it backwards, but what ends up happening is the the grand jury actually um, uncovers evidence or you know what they believe to be Harding knew all along, um, like uh, from the beginning, or at least. Well, from then it close seems like the they would have indicted her, and then she would have went to trial, and then she pled out. Like I don't understand. Well, that might have. That might have been what happened, but like I said, this article kind of has a hazy. Maybe in there. A, maybe in a weird order. Yeah. yeah um, a- anyway, so it seems like she did know from the beginning, um, uh, but she pled out, and so there was no prison term or anything uh, for her. Uh, Interesting. But after that, of course, um, the uh, the USFSA. Oh yeah, they have a they have a hell of a reputation. They can <laughs> the USFFSFA. Whatever. You don't fuck with them. I think they ended up taking away uh, her national championship uh, title uh, that she got there in 1994, of course, um, uh, as well as some other things. Um, she earned that. But the, and then they, of course, banned her from competing in their specific events. I mean, she could still skate nationally, just not in their events. But as, essentially, mean, I... <laughs> essentially what happened is no one wanted to you know, interact with her yeah. or help her skating. So it's pretty much yeah. the end of her skating career. Yeah, the Olympic um, team was never going to invite her back. Uh, yeah, I mean, no reasonable championship or league was ever going to take her again. Yeah, yeah I mean, totally was... blacklisted. Um, but it was interesting. They interviewed um, Nancy Kerrigan several times, and every time she was like, you know, I, I, I forgive her, uh, you know, and everything like that. And I think um, what a boss. Yeah, she she was just very forgiving of it, and they, you know, I, at one point they were interviewed together and. At, like they agreed to a mediated interview um and mm. I, I guess by james brown um i, <laughs> I don't know who he's uh i think he's he was with fox at the time <laughs> anyway yes i like to believe it was that james brown but <laughs> and now introducing the hottest wicked man in show business he's gonna come in here and i don't know what we're talking most of the interview was like, you know, how's your family? How's your family? You know, very, very cordial, very, uh, you know, it, it didn't really casual, you know, there wasn't any butting heads or anything. Mm-hmm. Say hello to your um, mother for me. Yeah. And then the last thing I'm going to say <laughs> is uh, there was a brief interview back in 2014 with Bob Costas. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bob Costas interviewed Nancy Kerrigan and uh, went off on a tirade about gun control. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he might have. But what she said was. <laughs> Uh, whatever apology Tanya's given, I'm paraphrasing. Whatever apology Tanya gave, um, I accept it. It's time for us all to just go on with our lives. She has a family, I have a family, and we just want to focus on that. And hopefully, just, like, talk you know, about this no anymore. one in our family <laughs> hires someone else to break the other family's legs. 
If they did, we know nothing about it. Um, so. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty sure I covered all of that. You know, if her nephew ends up with like you know contorted knees, oh, yeah. then like that's not that has nothing to do with that, me. We have nothing to do with those. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. During all of the court proceedings and everything, uh, Harding and Galuli broke up. Uh, you know, they're they're no longer together. So that oh, anyway, what a, very, what a tragedy! What what a what a shame! That is Star-crossed, that that was an American uh, royalty couple right there. What a shame! Yeah. <laughs> he was That's he gone. was interviewing and uh, apparently uh, you know while he was in prison he was like I still think she's a great skater and I wish her the best and you know I I <laughs> accept my punishment for my role in this like he, take me back you know. please take me back. <laughs> well, I don't know if that was exactly it, but uh, maybe. You know. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much the the Tanya Harding. Uh, yeah, I thing. think like you know Shane even had to like apologize publicly. To, yeah, yeah, to Nancy, like okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> I, like I said, there's a lot more to it, but just for time's sake, that's those are the that's the skeleton of what happened. Yeah, if you've never heard of of that uh, event, then you now know. Of it. There it is, right. and like y'all were saying earlier, like it's it's interesting. We didn't know where Nancy Kerrigan is now. When she was the you know victim, and she was you know, she overcame it and got a silver, and uh, you know, and was so forgiving. And we but we do know what Tanya Harding's doing right now. So like I would I, guess I, kind I of based strange. on the way that Nancy kind of handled it, the the way that that Kerrigan had kind of you know been very you know forgiving and very uh i don't know what the word is gracious about the whole thing right um that like she probably prefers that she's no longer because you know even that you know like you said with that bob costas interview she's like can we just not fucking talk Mm -hmm. about this anymore good lord you don't like to be remembered as the person who got their knees beat up right (laughs) or the person doing the beating so that's the thing i feel like if it was a different sport like you know you imagine like a basketball game and like someone on the opposing team came out there and like you know, hired someone to break someone's knees, and then they still come back in that sure. game and then kill it. They're going to be known for that forever. But because it's ice sure. skating, you're probably going to remember yeah. the person who was stupid enough to fucking. Endorse you remember the scandal, thing. not the not the outcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry, um, ice skaters. It's not our fault. <laughs> that's that that can lead us off in, in the scandal. This it's pretty nuts, and it is uh, it's crazy that it happened in like. Like you said, you don't hear about it in like football. Uh, some stuff in football, well, but not it, not as egregious as taking a pole to somebody's knee to keep them out of a game. Yeah, it you sounds know, like, like some like so fucking, vicious like, mafia shit. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's I ice torture to throw the fucking uh, uh, you know contest. I don't. What do you call <laughs> the skating? Like a, a round and figure uh, skating. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's performance show. The performance right. The performance. I don't like that. Yeah. The uh, routine stuff. Routine, routine, probably. That's probably. Yeah, it is all rather maybe. routine. You're right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Figure skating is looks like it would hurt my crotch. It looks challenging. Oh, want, it, it, I'm sure it. it's incredibly challenging. It would hurt everything. I think. Mm-hmm. I think everything. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm terrible at just athletes. Yeah, I'm terrible at just standing on ice skates, much less skating backwards and spinning around oh. and all that. Josh, you're stuff. not supposed to stand on the ice skates. You're supposed to put them on. Oh, well, I've been doing it wrong. That explains it. I don't know, Josh. If I were judging you, I'd bet on you. Would you? Would you bet on me? I'd bet on you every time, Josh. Well, I would probably um, throw the contest so that your bet would, would pay up. Well, I was I would hope that you would at least tell me about that so that maybe, you know, we could uh, go in on it together. Uh, sure, of course. Which is 
<laughs> man, look at us go, at which us. is hyper corrupt and <laughs> awkwardly and clumsily leads us into our next topic. Hey, we are nothing uh, if not awkward and clumsy. <laughs> awkward and or clumsy. Um, when we when we started talking about this, when we were kind of coming up with the topic, um, Chris was like, "Oh man, we really need to find some like you know corrupted ref angle at some point." And uh, Chris always, I just because I to be really, really, riffs. really, I watch a lot of basketball, okay, and there have been too many points where it's just like, I don't know, the Jazz got thirty four free throws and the Rockets got like ten, and I just go, "What the fuck is happening here?" I'm literally yeah, watching yeah, James Harden on his back right. the whole game, and it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh know. yeah, yeah. I mean, especially yeah. what was it a couple nights ago? James Harden had like the worst flop I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, that's not what I was talking but, about, you piece of shit. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> like the flop was bad, or like no. What I was, was talking about there were moments where James Harden will literally go up to the basket and like he'll get smacked in the face and like an elbow to the face and he'll end up on the ground and there'll be no call and that's what I'm talking about. No, he he did get he did get uh, elbowed in the neck with that oh, yeah. flop, but it was it was it was funny to watch. How can you call it a flop if you got elbowed in the neck? <laughs> Because it looks okay. Anyway, it looks drawing really attention it, just to like, something in yeah. excess of what it actually was is still yeah flopping. It's just funny. It's just anyway. the amount of acting involved. Well, I was looking up some stuff and I, I ran over a, uh, an article about Tim Donahue, who was a uh, ref for you know a basketball ref mm-hmm. who was and this is I mean this is like is you you got you got some hanging onions if you're <laughs> like you know what I'm officiating these basketball games. I have a lot of control over these games. You know what? I'm going to gamble on them and make sure I win every time. Is that what gives you hanging onions? Sounds like a bad Dude, disease to have. You've got you've got to hang some onions to be to be like that ballsy. No, hang, like, yeah, that and hanging onions like when you call the really really um, trash tier pass in um, or um, targeting call against A and M in the final minutes against their final game <laughs> against UT and have the balls to get photographed a few days later in UT gear. Uh, yeah, those are hanging, hanging chats too. Yep. Piece of shit. But Fuck. yeah, no, that's that's a that's a scheme. Okay, so yeah. he was was he um, favoring or, or influencing the games in the direction that he needed them? I guess is that what people are saying? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he 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 would essentially. He would bet on he would bet on games like he would bet on the spreads. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, so I'm it wasn't like was... total outcomes, but yeah, oh, I think it's spreads. Uh, yeah. Well, so point if, shaving, he, right? if somebody if one team needed a few more points at the end of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah that's the that subtle little, way to do it. So blow that whistle, baby. I think this was yeah. called point shaving. Yeah, that's so. Fair. Yeah, he would he would he would bet he would bet on the spreads or he would bet on the money lines. Like, wouldn't point shaving be if a team itself like purposely like didn't score something so they could cover a spread because they were betting or. Oh, maybe like, yeah, so. it's different yeah. because he was a yeah. ref. Yeah, when a team does it, it's point shaving. Like a team purposely fucks up because they're shaving points off of it, or a player, or a player doesn't do mm-hmm. something. So he's but, just uh, creating opportunities, whatever you would call that. Anyway, so he was he was betting on on point spreads, and so yeah. uh, he would put like tens tens of thousands of dollars uh, on games, and then you know make sure that they either the under hit or the over hit by you know calling things very subtly throughout the game um, i mean there's a whole investigation the fbi invest- i mean it's, it, it's a whole nightmare scenario for this individual i mean he uh, he had a huge gambling problem he was probably very very sick but <laughs> it's just you've got man you know Stephen a smith i think suggested that donahue had um like i won't come out and say it tim donahue uh, is fucking corrupt stay off the weed 
That's what. That's what. He <laughs> well, if he's say. if he's doing that in a gambling situation, he could very well have some bad gambling debts. Anyways, know? I'm sorry. That's Steven. true. I, yeah. No. The second sure, you said he, Stephen A. Smith, I had to do a thing. So continue. <laughs> he. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing is that he had gotten in really deep with some, you know, Ooh, uh, wrong guys. Uns- unsavory bookies yeah low-level mob associates it says Mm -hmm. and so yeah he had kind of been associated with mob and stuff and so i think a lot of it kind of came to a head you know when this all started coming to light he was like okay look i you know yeah i'm probably gonna die if i don't like figure this shit out and like (laughs) just go to jail and you know the fbi was involved and um eventually i i guess he uh god i'm trying to remember squeal i don't think so no i think he just kind of like took his you know took his lashes as as it were um not a bad idea though you avoid terrible things like committing suicide with a long rifle or something shooting yourself in the back five times <laughs> yeah he looks like he would not stand up well in a fight against some mobsters is all i'm saying yeah probably not he did it he didn't end up going to court in brooklyn um uh he yeah i mean he he, he disclosed like a lot of you know uh, a lot of information that he like obtained as a referee you know like the rules of basketball <laughs> let me teach know, you guys like, some information like you know um you know that he would use like coded language um to like tip uh i guess uh a different another coach's players or something or you know he would do things like where he would kind of like leak information to different teams to kind of you know lead the lead the uh the, the results one way or the other you know, kind of a spygate situation, mm. and then he was getting like hold he was your, getting like money for getting out, like, leaking this information. Like, oh, this guy's hurt; he's not on the injury reserve, but or he's not on the like injury list, but he's actually hurt. So you're um, saying the teams um, were like tipped off by him, so the teams knew he was corrupt. And uh, so, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. on some guy, level, uh, maybe not like the head coach or anything, but there was a right, little bit right. of information passing, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to remember a lot of it. Steven, was head, he the one who um, bad, made the but. claim when he was, like, in trouble where he was, like, threatening? He was like, I know where the skeletons are buried. Was he the one who said that? Or he was some other oh, NBA? I thought that was like, just a phrase. No. He, there was some NBA ref, I think, who came out and was like, if you people out me, like, I know where all the skeletons And, you know, basically, you know, putting forward the idea that there were like championship games where the refs were the NBA was like let so and so win. That was kind of the implication. I don't remember who don't came remember. out and said that. Yeah, the yeah, okay, that's the guy. Batista. He's one of the guys that um David Batista? The wrestler? Was David Stern said that, Chris. <laughs> J- yeah, James Batista. Oh wait, um, who was that? Uh David Stern. Buried, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse he's, me. He's he's the guy who embellished the the mob ties. That was the guy that's what that's what i was thinking of grady hmm. that was the guy that um batista was the guy who like was this quote unquote um mob tie he was an owner he was an owner of a sports bar uh, in pennsylvania and he was the guy who was paying donahue essentially to disclose classified information about the nba classified nba information and he was getting paid you know anywhere between two to five thousand dollars um <laughs> for these uh these correct picks or whatever like these things that ended up being true that could influence gambling um calls and uh 
he was, you know, he was getting like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to pass in from information to bookies. Um, he was, I mean, all kinds of stuff that Ooh. he was just like so deep in yeah. with all these people and all these bookies and, 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 you know, these owners of these kind of shady bars and shady books and stuff. Interesting. Um, anyway. But he was like not really mob tied. He just like paid them protection well, money probably it, or it something. See, it, I, it, from what I'm, <laughs> from what really I'm mob, seeing, right? it seems like it was maybe embellished, maybe not. They might've just been like just bookies who were like, Oh, this guy's a chump. <laughs> we're just going to take advantage of him and make a lot of mm-hmm. money. Um, <laughs> you know, he would also bet on games himself. Obviously he wouldn't just like the, he, you know, the big thing was that he was selling all this information, but also he, you know, probably used most, if not all that money to bet on games himself. Um, he ended up being fined like a fuckload of money. Um, that's great. I'm in debt. Oh no, now I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was released on, yeah, I mean, I guess that was in 2007. So in January, 2008, he was released on a $250,000 bond. Uh, and then that's when the NBA kind of stepped in and they asked, you know, they demanded that he reimburse the league for all the cost of his, uh, payment like all the stuff that they gave him you know his his meals his oh, airfare sure. yeah. his game tickets all the expenses that the nba paid for for him being in, affiliated with the uh uh with the, uh, in, in, so far as they, they went down and like itemized it down to like the shoes that they bought him <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> so oh okay yeah, this, it says here the fbi stumbled upon him because they were working on an organized crime investigation and just like ah, he yeah. was oh. he was uh, one of the people that popped up and they're like wait isn't that you know so i guess somebody had to be like isn't wait that isn't, this, that isn't that a ref isn't a ref yeah yeah it's fascinating and it's the thing it's so it's so in depth it's so like fbi found this and mm-hmm. you know crime ring did this and he did this and sold this it, it's 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 fascinating that's the gist of it if you're interested go read it because honestly we could talk about it for way too long we've already talked about it for way too yeah, long it's a pretty cool yeah. one though i hadn't really heard of it <laughs> well uh just as a quick aside you know in terms of you know refs or umpires or whatever uh it's not on our list but i thought i'd throw out the curious case of lenny dykstra who was um, a former mets <laughs> and phillies outfielder okay um in baseball, uh, he claims that he actually hired a team of private investigators, five hundred thousand dollars, to look for backgrounds <laughs> on umpires and discover like their little dirty yeah. secrets, including like who's gay and who gambles and who does stuff <laughs> they're not supposed to do. Yeah, and, not uh, supposed to be gay. Oh yeah, well you know this is the nineties. This is the early nineties. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know. During the period of time where he claims it happened, uh, because he claimed that, like, so for example, um, his walk rate jumped from 10.2% to 16.7% between 92 <laughs> and 93, which is when he said he started using the private investigator to dig up dirt. Uh, is it true? That's I don't know. If I remember correctly, this was something he kind of said in an interview, and everyone was like, that was irresponsible, and he's known for lying about shit. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, probably so, Dykstra was a <laughs> shitty human being. What I, so that's very what I know of Lenny Dykstra is several different interviews I've heard, and the dude claims some outrageous shit. So I think he is just an all-out bullshitter. But I mean, it could have <laughs> it could be based in fact. But if you're interested, definitely go find some of his uh, more interesting interviews because that dude's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, no, especially Dykstra, at this Dykstra point. was a fucking. I mean, like he's been. How many? I mean, how many times has he been arrested for like oh, sexual yeah. assault? Oh, and oh yeah, he's a weird. He's a weird fucker. Grand Theft Auto and dude. identity theft oh and gosh. possession. And I've like, never heard of this dude, but this is hilarious. He's yeah, a, definitely he's go a look into him. Lunatic, dude. He's a lunatic. 
Yeah. <laughs> which almost I'm glad lends, you brought that almost up, lends credence to the idea that he did pay PIs to dig up dirt. Oh, one hundred percent. Dykstra, if you want to come clear your name, you're welcome to uh, be a guest in our podcast. Uh, he has nothing to, to clear, Grady. He he relishes in the idea that he that he's a lunatic and all that that you said. No, he came out and was like, I totally paid them to do this, and this is no, how the, shitty the yeah, MLB right. is. Well, I was yeah. saying the lunatic part and all. Well, I no, think we just need to interview him like, to, to get to the bottom of it. of all the other shit he does, but that's what I say is like <laughs> gives credence to the idea that he actually did. Because there are people who dispute that he actually did that. But he's like, no, I totally paid PIs to dig up dirt on umpires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I put it past 100%. him. Yeah, yeah me no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so when most people think about um, these kind of, you know, sports uh, scandals and stuff. Um, I think about Watergate. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was definitely about sports. Yeah. Yeah. Water polo, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were tampering with the water. I did, you guys didn't know Nixon played water polo back in the day? Well, he's anyway. I, he was trying to get I, dirt on the Soviet water polo team. Yes. <laughs> I'll be damned if those commies be us again. <laughs> I wanted it to happen. <laughs> oh, there's spit on my mic now. Excuse me. That's go. surprising. You Nixon yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Kissinger myself? <laughs> no, Nixon. But oh. yeah. Mr. Uh. President, I don't think you should yell into the mic like that. Anyway, Stephen, you can go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 wow. Um, My head hurts now. Speaking of Watergate. Speaking of Watergate, I guess. Speaking um, of Gates. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you Speaking know, we, we don't have to go through the... and things that are related to them. I would just like to say that I'm really fucking sick and tired of people slapping gate onto the end of every single scandal, no matter what it's related to. It's or so what hotel stupid. it occurred in. Yeah. Well, get ready for the next three stories, Chris. <laughs> I know. I, I concur yeah, with well, Chris, though. It's, it's, it's obnoxious. None it of is. these following scandals that we're going to talk about occurred near or in any place that's named watergate so they don't need Our to have gate. gate attached or with the word gate in the name bill yeah. gates wasn't involved i mean just nothing yep that just because oh i because can't wait for him thing. to turn out to be a total asshole so we can have gates gate 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 oh like the gates foundation ends up being corrupt or something yes. yeah yeah it's the gates, bill and melinda gate, gate found gates foundation so you can get gate gates, what if gate. he started a gate company and then that gate company had a scandal. It That's would be fine. Gates Gate Gate. Gates. Well, then at least it's somewhat Gates, justifiable. <laughs> and he called, yeah, he called the Gate Company Gates Gates. Gates Gates Gates. Gates Gates. Gates 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 that poor horse. Don't so Spygate, remember that? With a, with a gate. <laughs> Spygate! Um, the thing I find interesting about Spygate, and I don't want to go into too much detail about all of these. Because oh, do. please do. Actually. I'd rather not. No, do. <clears throat> I mean, I can go into as little or as much detail as you want. Go as into the much. most detail. Uh, well, back in 1962. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 I'm going to start with... Uh, it all started no. in the James Garfield administration. No, we gotta yeah, we gotta find like Robert Kraft's like great grandfather and start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all started with Sir Reginald Kraft. 
Yeah, eight and his cheese 52. slices. Fifty-two. <laughs> <laughs> what right. it really started with game. was the September 9th, 2007 game uh, yes. between the New England Patriots, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Right, I remember it when, like it was yeah. yesterday. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I Brady, that's because it was that. yesterday. Where no, uh, the Patriots were accused of taking uh, unauthorized footage of the uh, hand signals from the coaches on the Jets team. Right, mm-hmm. that's that's where it happened. Steven, I, yeah, I, I mean, that, yeah, that's that's the gist of it. Um, essentially, yeah, there was this footage that came out the the you know from uh, Patriots, quote unquote scouts. I don't know. People hired by the Patriots are you know to obtain these this footage, and then they use that to say, oh, hey, here's the signals, blah blah blah. Now we can use it. Yeah. The thing I find really fascinating about this whole thing, and this one in particular, because ultimately it's like, hey, we filmed these guys. Uh, Oh, fuck. The league found out. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, what it ended up being was you can take certain footage during the game or, you know, with I think at the time it was with like Polaroid <laughs> cameras or something. But right. the Patriots were taking like video footage on the Jets sideline of the Jets yes. co- right. coaches. So it was like, well, that's, that's thing, not really that the, allowed. The, the rules didn't specifically indicate that videotaping opposing coaches is illegal. Right. But... There were designations, um, there were like stuff. places that, yeah. yeah, 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 that you had to be standing in order to do such, you know, angles and areas that you had to be where you had to, you know, be doing that videotaping or whatever. And so Belichick's whole thing was like, uh, I thought, I thought that was fine. I just, you know, the rules didn't say blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that was his. Roger, his this was like one time. of Roger Goodell's like first like big, like, you know, nope, fuck you. Gave him like the maximum fine, which was like what five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Oh my gosh! The max allowed by the league. So. Surprised he wasn't in the poorhouse. And it's yeah. also it's also the most the coach has ever been uh, been fined in the NFL. So they're I mean, yeah. like he gave him the maximum, so you can't really fault him there. It's the most he's allowed to to fine him. Um, and then of course he fined the team as well, uh, two hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars. But yeah, uh, I mean, just like. Heady amounts. Of yeah, they have to like <laughs> do took a, away their first round pick. Have to pass around a collection plate up in New England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't feel sorry for it. all the mass, wrong, all the church, Catholic churches around there took up a second collection for the Patriots so they could pay off their fine. Yeah. Uh, um, one real quick callback after that joke. Um, when uh, Tanya Harding was going through her legal issues, the president of Nike at the time gave her twenty five thousand dollars for her legal fees. I thought that was weird. Anyway, <laughs> probably because she represented them with some kind of deal, and he didn't yeah, look yeah. bad. So anyway, um, back to the Patriots. So I didn't, I didn't know this. I was actually just looking at this. I did not know that this had happened. Um, what had happened was uh, the Patriots turned over all the notes and tapes and all the all that stuff. Um, regarding you know the Jets and and eventually what ended up also turning up was the yeah. Rams were involved as well, um, and the the Patriots obviously didn't want that to like leave I guess or whatever so like league officials went to the Patriots, um, and smashed the tapes by order of of Roger Goodell. Yeah, but it, the big deal and why people were so upset about it was that no one else got to see him. It's just Goodell went to the Patriots location and smashed them there and so yeah. like some people were up in arms and like why didn't we get to see what they were looking at yeah because it was like Supposedly seven or eight years worth of footage hmm. apparently there's there's some people out there that still have some tapes that still have some <gasps> that that exists yeah some dude and, came forward later uh yeah walsh i, mean, I can't I remember who it was. is 
uh, came forward like several years later and it just happened to be, it, it was just the same stuff. So like, um, when the NFL looked at it, they were just like, it's, it's the same thing that they've already admitted to, which is this sideline footage, um, mm-hmm. and that, uh, you know, the Belichick said, I, I thought it was, you know, on the level, but apparently it's not because mm-hmm. he did come out and admit that. Uh, to Goodell, right. uh, and so Goodell yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. "Eh, this is this is old news, so we're not going to do anything further." Uh, thanks for the tapes. To eight years worth of it. Yeah, it was like from 2000 to 2007. Uh, they had been wow. taking this sideline footage. Um, God, we yeah. still use the word Goodell like he's been in there that long. But just yeah. um, like just for a couple teams or like everyone? yeah. Well, no, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh apparently only had like information from 2001 until he. Like he was fired like after two thousand two, so he only has like a year worth supposedly. Right. Um, uh, I don't but know this that went on for years. I don't know that it ever uh, because all of this kind of and another weird thing about it was it was kind of closed door ish between Goodell and Belichick. Like yes. oh, there was an investigation. Oh, wow. How surprising so. is that? And uh, that's what another reason a lot of people were upset about how Goodell <laughs> handled it um, was because it was like he told me he did wow, it. Wow, once again, and I said, how surprising I'm gonna is find that? I'm going to find you this and whatever, and then, you know, that'll be it. Uh, So I don't know exactly how many teams, but if they were doing it that long, you can imagine several, if not all teams they played at some point or another. But, I mean, Belichick came out and he said he did it, but he also said we never used that footage during the game we were playing. It was always handed over to our uh, whoever's in charge. He has a title. We just used it. After constantly the before the game <laughs> yeah. and well, then you know um, we're able to know all of their calls before yeah, yeah. I, I don't know it's it's there's an there's an argument to be made whether it could actually give them an advantage but it definitely very shady and uh, wasn't handled very good by goodell in a lot of people's opinions yeah as far as the it's interesting as far as the rams thing you brought up steven it it kind of ended up not having any evidence to it like that's right. kind of why Walsh came forward. Is they were accused of uh, taking video. The Patriots were accused of taking video of a walkthrough before a game, a walkthrough practice, mm-hmm. um, and, which is very mm-hmm. illegal. Yeah, which is yeah, that would have totally been terrible. Like yeah. if that had turned out, you know that that's some stuff where you're seeing formations and plays and stuff. Right, right um, before the game. Yeah, but uh, it was. I, I hate the guy. I really, I, I, I don't like the Patriots or Belichick. But he did come out and say. <laughs> Um, I've never heard of anyone, even like the head coach of the team itself, taking any video during a walk a walkthrough practice. Like, yeah, he's never I, yeah, taken no, any no of his own that, team, much yeah. less anyone else's. So I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, but um, in a very obviously more, uh, probably I think in my mind at least, <laughs> probably the worst. Uh, scandal in football at least uh, as far as yeah like Grady said like in, as far as like nefariousness of it uh, is Bounty Gate. You think oh, that's yeah. the most nefarious? Really? I mean I think it's so. the most directly harming. Yeah. The, yeah, the mean, others are thing... just like nibbling at the edges of small advantages but this is like uh, actively targeting somebody's livelihood. Right. right. Injuring a human. There's one thing affecting the game and the other is affecting a person, you know, that's playing right, the exactly. game. So. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if, if, if Bounty Gate had, so essentially Bounty Gate was a, a sort of a focused around the, the New Orleans Saints, uh, mostly around Greg Williams and the players. Peyton was aware of it and he got suspended for it. But apparently Greg Williams was kind of the, 
um you know the showrunner as it were yeah um but it was a sludge it was a slush fund that had been created and run by you know saints upper management, management yeah. and you know front front office people and coaches and players and I think all that kind of stuff yeah, that, Greg Williams um, was the defensive coordinator. And from what I right. read, like as soon as he came in, he was like, guys, I got this crazy new idea how we can make yeah. our defense viable. And yeah, and essentially it was, they were like, you know, these quote unquote, like contracts that would, you know, be put out, you know, a bounty that would, you know, like, Oh, if you can make a great play and, you know, against this guy, you'll get, you know, $10,000. If you can injure this guy, you'll get, you know, $50,000. Yeah, there were there were like three or four different um, like targets. Uh, or, you know, they would say, okay, the, the opposing QB, which I think the first one they talk about is Brett Favre. Favre so if yeah. you can take him out of the game, um, then you'll get this much. If you can get him carted off the field, you'll get even more. You know, right. uh, if you can just take him out for a few a few uh, plays or a something, player two, then you'll get, you'll get you know this, this amount. That's right. terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I'm trying to remember what the guy's name. the 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 guy the whistleblower the guy who called um uh, Mike Carullo there we go yeah um he's like the one who contacted the NFL and you know told him about the bounty program and um it's interesting because he had been so he contacts the NFL after the the 2009 postseason and he had been released shortly there before for like quote-unquote poor performance and lying uh, about yeah. personal leave yeah. according to the new orleans saints so it's like he's like huh <laughs> you're gonna fire me huh yeah well, well guess what here you fucking go uh, yeah. <laughs> i think there were like 23 to 27 players that ended up getting um at least accused of doing this um several yeah. went to court and i think some of them were suspended and that all went on for like an entire season, but eventually their suspensions got overturned. But yeah, I mean, it ended, it ended up being like a big deal that had very little consequence. Right. Yeah. Um, like way not enough consequence for like trying to harm human beings. Yeah. You know? Like uh, Greg Williams was quote unquote suspended indefinitely, but I think he ended up only being suspended for like a year. He it overturned like the next year. Uh, Sean Payton was suspended for the whole 2012 season. Yeah. Um, so he took the brunt of it really you which, which is crazy because apparently he was only passively aware of it yeah he was like, like on an happened, email he was or like something. okay yeah and he sort of like you know had given like uh, he, you know whatever his his okay on the idea i guess yeah um <laughs> by not shutting but, it down i like guess his, his passive like yeah eh, yeah it's, it's interesting <laughs> and you know there were a whole bunch of front office people that ended up getting um you know fired or or suspended or whatever mm-hmm. um you know mickey loomis was suspended for eight games yeah um by all this kind of stuff but um one thing i thought was interesting uh one of the guys i don't remember his name um but one of the players that was uh involved that was supposed to be suspended he was actually playing for the browns at that point and he ended up getting injured that uh, ended his career um oh, damn. Uh, with a neck injury so i you know i don't know if Ouch. how you know how much that might have been some karma yeah the only thing that'll end your career quicker than you know playing for the browns is getting an injury like that (laughs) (laughs) hey those jokes may not be able to last much longer yeah i know the browns are looking pretty good now or getting better at least not gonna be the the bottom (laughs) can't get much worse 
But yeah, I think they ended up uh, doing the fines. Like, I think they fined uh, Peyton or somebody the same um, amount that they fined Belichick, which was the 500K. Um, So, you know, they slapped him with some fines. But like we were saying, essentially, like, everyone got away with it. Like, Peyton was still coaching and and stuff. And the players, you know, they were still playing for the most part. I think there were a lot of other, like... I think a lot of other players on other teams that felt that they were targeted um, opened up their own lawsuits, but there were way too many of those for me to yeah. I think Kurt, yeah, I think Kurt Warner had done stuff. I think Favre had done stuff. Yeah, yeah, and lots of guys. Yeah, because I mean they the ruined my career. It's not that I'm 150 years old. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, Kurt Warner came out because he retired very soon after all these things. Oh, good for him. Came out. And uh, yeah, he's not, he no longer plays. Uh, but he said it wasn't uh, in regards to this or anything. He was just—I think he had speculated. Yeah, I felt like they were coming after me or something. But I don't—I don't know anything about a bounty. Something to that effect. I believe I, mean, I read. It's something that wasn't new to them, though, right? It's not. You said you know, crazy new idea or anything. It wasn't to who. I mean, that had happened so, before yeah, informally. That's, that's oh. yeah. That's what a lot of people sort of have said since and and shortly thereafter was that like fucking all teams do this right yeah like everyone does well, this, this is like the a Saints... NCAA thing whenever somebody's like oh they were paying so-and-so and it's just like right you don't exactly think literally every top tier school exactly is yeah they just the got Saints caught. were just the unlucky ones that got caught i don't yeah, know how exactly. true it is but i uh, a friend of mine used to have um a relative who um worked for our alma mater and when Johnny was, um, you know, Johnny Menzel, when they were, you know, talking about punishing him because he made money off of autographs or whatever, from one of the things that I heard through the rumor mill was um, from inside sources. Quote, what have we told you about hanging out by the rumor mill, Chris? I know. <laughs> I just can't help myself. Dangerous types um, down there. One of the things was that. Um, According to what I was told, Johnny was basically telling the NCAA, if you really, really decide to make this a thing, I will go public with every other player that I know does this. Who's been paid. Oh, yeah. Like, I, uh, I, goes, I will sink LSU. I will sink Alabama. And they gave him the half-game suspension, and that was it. I don't know how true that is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Because if I were in his position, 100% I'd do the same thing. I will take this entire fucking league with me, motherfucker. True. (laughs) Well, you know, and I kind of, you know, Johnny had the... We're going to tangent a little bit here, but I I think it's pseudo-important because, you know, we one of the other things we wanted to talk about was kind of like, you know, uh, some of the... um, issues and scandals that have arisen around you know uh ncaa programs paying their players you know Mm -hmm. smu's death penalty um the louisville 1718 humongous amount of uh investigation that went into basketball players being paid um but like it's insane like on one hand that ncaa players don't make any money because mm-hmm. they are they well they are do making... it's just under the table <laughs> well, that's well yeah the, but that's legally the, but yeah yeah, yeah correct, legally right. yeah because i mean they are making their programs hundreds of millions of dollars oh, yeah. throughout yeah, the, the course ca- of the counter argument you know? is we're giving you an education for free but at the same time not everyone on not all scholarship. all right yeah. so 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 get so you know if there are you know however many people on the team Divide how much profit you get yeah. from football on its own. Subtract that 
<laughs> you know, no, subtract um, my subtract my my uh, all my school costs from that, then give me the rest because I guarantee you it's still going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars. Sure, I'm, I was just arguing devil's <laughs> advocate as to why still not paying uh, college athletes. Yeah, you know? that used to, and, and it used to be a good argument. It's no longer a good argument because now the NCAA is basically the NFL light. Right, it's making and so much more money. So than they much ever money. Have. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that they're they're in school and also just happen to be playing football like they're playing football and they also happen to be attending quote unquote classes right class right exactly so uh, not all of them some of them really are you know academics too what's wrong with you yeah they have like like, engineers with 4.0s playing as well yeah i mean you know some people do stuff similar to that but hey uh fitz magic you know he went to harvard have you heard have you heard that's harvard (laughs) that yeah, he um, plays like it. Is he a but, Christmas uh, Johnny, Johnny, I kind of was hoping would kind of be one of those guys who would kind of you know start the uh, blow the lid off the NCAA's bullshit. But on, obviously, you know, he was kind of caught up in his own issues and the the, the craziness of it's how famous he ego, ended up becoming. Steven. Well, it's also called bipolar disorder. Yeah, but... there's also some mental. <laughs> yeah, that's alcohol, what they uh, say. Everything as well. That's what they say. But um, yeah, yeah. that's what he says too. So I mean, unless yeah. he's just a big shithead but... uh, well <laughs> i mean he obviously has a substance abuse problem i mean there's that yeah. right yeah on top of it but of don't course. we um, who doesn't you know <laughs> duh and we all do I... <laughs> yeah but I mean, you're not <laughs> trying to juggle a career in the nfl with that you're i was trying yeah. but i'm what <laughs> i'm not very good at playing football so you just have to hide in an office you know that's what we, you just have to hide anyway um <laughs> uh, you want to touch on the <laughs> flight gate real quick just i, or, I mean honestly, it's more of the same really but I don't really deflate gate. I find boring because there's too much science. It, well, and the, <laughs> oh no, my God. No, there's really just in general, <laughs> Grady. You just don't no, like I how just, much science I opened is up the there. Wikipedia page to it and they had these stupid graphs about the physics of the Magnets. stuff. And I was like, whatever. Okay, the pressure the fuck do they work? Here's the thing that pisses me off about deflate gate. If you're under investigation, like I get it, it's a different type of situation. Tom Brady destroyed his goddamn phone. Like, <laughs> allegedly. I, I get, no, not allegedly. He did it. And it's like, uh, you're in the middle of an investigation, and he destroys his phone, and there's no punishment for that. Like, uh, It's just bad luck, man. Because it's allegedly. Yeah. No, no it's not allegedly. He, he did it. Look, look, I'm looking at the text messages that they found. You good, Johnny boy? And then, like, John, who is one of the people accused of assisting in this, John uh, Jastrominski, still nervous. So far, so good. I'll be all right. Well, you didn't do anything, all, you didn't do anything wrong, bud. I know. I'll be all good. Like, it's, it's so obvious that Tom Brady knew what they were fucking doing and was part of it. But no. I mean, he allegedly destroyed his... I mean, like, allegedly. what? What if he uh, like, I mean, dropped it and... Yeah, while he was peeing yeah. and watching YouTube, you know? Yeah. And in a normal court situation, that is called spoilation of the evidence. And you would get, you would get punished hardcore for that. It pisses Ultimately, me the, point, the point of the whole thing is whether or not the Patriots did something wrong by deflating the footballs. Look, at the end of the day, the thing, the thing, the Colts the thing were that, getting the their th- shit kicked out of them regardless. But I, well, no, not even that. Not even that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, it doesn't matter because the Colts were, yeah, completely <laughs> outmatched. The refs should have. Yeah. They, they skipped on protocols that they are supposed to do every single game. But they took that advantage caught, of that. That would have caught this issue. Refs should have caught it. Whether or not the Patriots were something bad or not, I honestly can't imagine what a difference it is. You know, as soon as one of those Colts... 
punters or or kickers yeah gets a gets a hold of that ball he's gonna go what's going on like i i just i find the whole thing i do agree hard with Chris to believe. here's on this. the thing one one i would say why would just because the refs failed to do their job i don't think that excuses anything tom brady did and two no it's 100 percent he destroyed his phone what's his excuse oh i don't agree with that uh, but but the the refs thing, I agree with. Like, yeah. you can't say, well, look, I, I know I didn't pay my taxes for several years, but the IRS should have been looking. I should be off the hook. You know? Yeah, like, but the real question is, was but, Giselle talking to the refs? I mean, because I would, could be distracted, yeah. you know, like from doing That's my job. Sure, fair enough. Saying. I don't know. There's just, I mean, <laughs> I guess ultimately, A, were they deflating footballs? Maybe. Uh, okay, so were they deflating footballs? And did that give them a, a competitive advantage? I'm it didn't really, it maybe, but they were already trouncing him so much. Unless this inflated, deflated football gives a you know thirty point spread advantage <laughs> to a team, then no. I don't think it really ended up making no, a no. difference. I, the Patriots would have one hundred percent won that day. I don't know. Like I just remember, like Brady also had that statement where he was like, "I like it when Gronk spikes it because it makes it you know the the psi or whatever like it puts it in a, a position that I appreciate." But like no, he but that but that's pretty but. That's normal though, because even you I'm know, aware. punters, I'm just saying, punters like, and kickers will pick out the ball that they want. Him going to those links to cheat should be punished, no matter what the outcome was, and it really wasn't. So that's my only thing. That's my yeah, only I mean, he thing. was. I mean, I guess technically, <sighs> he, you know, nothing, nothing was ended up being proven, so they punished him for well, that's my thing. essentially court, that, no, that's no actual that, evidence. That was the point I was getting to earlier. Like in court, if you destroy evidence or anything that could have led to it. You get punished for doing that, and he did that, and it doesn't matter. But he hadn't been charged with a real crime. He just was charged. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. I can look, like I said, these are different. No, no, no. Destroy, I mean, you have to destroy evidence punished, that though. is going to be used in an actual court case, not that's going to be used in an NFL investigation. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it just pisses me off in an NFL investigation. Like somebody can just like, all oh, right, I know this yeah. is going to happen. I'll just destroy the evidence, and nothing will happen. Like it pisses me off. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 well, fair. I mean, and you might and and sure, I mean, you may call it small, you know, because to us, I guess it doesn't matter. But I mean, he was he was suspended four games. That's a you know, probably nearly a million dollar, you know. Yeah, that's like two thirds of being accused of beating your girlfriend. You know, time penalty. So, oh man, yeah. we, we specifically so, I mean, avoided that because of how trash some of that stuff gets. Like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to try to compare it to other things, but no, you know, I, I will. I will I'm go sorry, on record because of how mad I came across here. Like Tom Brady get, having people deflate footballs for him does not compare at all towards people beating their spouses in an elevator. And I, yeah. I, I will say this: I was at. Um, I was although Ray Rice was he, I mean I mean and yeah he was suspended for He a was time. but um I was actually uh um interning for a judge in um Conroe when the um Adrian Peterson trial happened. Ah, so I was yeah. present for all that. I think we've mentioned it on the cast, I think. Yeah, but, I feel um, like anyway, we have. It sounds familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he was he was uh, not in our court, but in a court in the same building and I went and saw that fucking circus show. I remember going to work that day and there were like people in costumes and ESPN was there and then oy, uh but uh, yeah, there's even more recent incidents of this with the Kareem Hunt thing. Oh my god. Uh, well, and not to mention Tyreek Kill. Tyreek Kill. That's too, what yeah. yeah, that's who actually I was talking about the recording they were talking they ha- they said they had yes uh uh-huh. why did daddy why does daddy and then he yeah. says you should Wait. be terrified of me 
Well, um, there is there is another cast we can have about uh, stars and especially um, athletes with their personal issues that uh, that can affect games. I don't. (laughs) It's not a fun cast to have, but (laughs) most of what we're talking about today, sports themselves, right? We're we're talking about things directly relating to the game itself. Yeah, which those can affect the game, but that's more of a personal thing. Like yeah, like the OJ stuff, and like you know, uh, and it's not a fun cast, so we shouldn't do that. But, but there is a lot That's of that true. out there, unfortunately. So, so, let's, yeah, so let's, we kind of we kind of touched we kind of touched on the NCAA stuff. I don't really know if we need to talk too much about it unless y'all just want to. Nah, we've I, nah, I, run it. Let's, let's let's touch on it a bit. Let's touch on it a bit. So uh, the one I find uh, ultimately hilarious is um, specifically uh, surrounding Louisville, just because. I'm not even. I don't even know if I want to spoil it. I just want you to spoil as it? the listener. <laughs> no, no. I just want you to. So you, the listener, I need you to go. I need you to look into Rick Pitino. And don't as you start spoil reading the, the things, as you start reading into the things that he did prior to the 1718 basketball corruption thing, um, he's he has been in some uh, compromising scenarios before then, <laughs> uh, and there are court documents that have been released. Um, <laughs> Describing in great detail uh, Rick Pitino's, um, how shall I say? Proclivities? Uh, yeah, sexual proclivities and actions uh, therein. Uh, so go look that up. That's hilarious. That'll make you laugh. Um, but What's also, the worst you know. one, Steven? I want to know. I want to know about the well, sexual no, don't spoil it. It's really, so, so in Rick Pitino's actual words in court, so I'll, I'll summarize it this way. Um there was a there's a there's a whole scenario about him being essentially um, blackmailed uh, by a woman that he was uh, he was he was he had, he had a yeah don't yes but doinking um, he he summarized it as the whole experience took less than fifteen seconds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor guy. So. I'll just leave it at that. He's just trying to play the sympathy card there. As long as everybody had a good time. Come on, guys. Don't get mad at me. I can only last for 15 seconds, all right? Got other things going on in my life. Busy guy. Busy guy. Let's get this over with. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. Let's keep it moving. Bing, bang, bing, bing, boom, bing, bang. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only reason that the whole Rick Pitino thing is right. You know, Louisville lost their championship because they were paying players. Hilarious. Yeah. You know, I mean, the 178, everyone remembers that. I mean, I'm sure the yes. FBI did, like, you know, started this humongous investigation into the NCAA uh, Division One men's basketball program as a whole. And, you know, there were so many instances of alleged uh, paying, you know, player paying and stuff like that, which fucking, yes, we all know it's happening. So, yeah, we already covered just, that part. <laughs> whatever. But uh, I think I do think it's interesting that uh, you know we the other thing that the other big one I guess there's there's not been very many instances of this happening, you know, the NCAA actually uh, enacting like the quote unquote death penalty, which is where you know yeah, if SMU. you're found to have been cheating in success, you know, in, in like a <laughs> an, <laughs> in an extensive fashion, um, the NCAA will shut down your program for a year. SMU's program was shut down in 1997, um, and then the next year they were not. They didn't have enough players. No, no, no. To 1987, like... dude. It was way before that. Didn't I say 87? Yeah, he said 97, I think. Oh, sorry. 1987. Anyway, and so they were suspended that whole year, and then the next year they weren't able to like, ha- like field a team at all. Yeah. Um, and then like since then, 
I, I want to say they've only had like one, maybe two winning seasons. Well, one another like, part of that since. was even if they did do well, then they couldn't even compete in like bowl games or anything. Yeah, they were like, bowl ineligible right. for a while. Right. Yeah, they were right, bowl right, ineligible, right. and that ba- and that's why they call it the death penalty because you put that kind of thing on a team, and then no one wants to play for them anymore. Because like, why exactly. would I go play for you? It's I can't be compete years. for anything. Yeah. Right, decades yep. to even get back, and they're kind of coming back lately. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. I've seen them ranked a few times. Is all I'm saying. You know, like they're not yeah, they're ish. not terrible, yeah. but I'd consider that a comeback from not having a team. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, if it's taken this long for them to even get to that point, it it really well, is yeah, a death because I mean, know? even like so, even once those penalties lift, like you're so far in the in the gutter, like no one wants to fucking play for you anymore. Right? Like, why would I yeah. go join if I'm like a, a you know, if I'm four star ranked or five star ranked, why would I go play for your program? Because you've got no one left. You're you going to be no a team left. full of freshmen the first year for one, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you would yeah. think that kind of uh, extreme measure would dissuade people, and maybe it did change the habits of paying. Uh, paying well, your yeah, it locked it up. You know, it's a lot more you know concealed. I don't know. Deterrence, like people generally think they're not going to get caught. You know? Yeah, and that that's. <laughs> That's why so many people get caught, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, it's it seemed like they were trying to almost make an example of SMU, and we yeah. still see leaks of, like, yeah, we're still paying people. It's just well, not as obvious. So it's just crazy. Do we want to go to uh, FIFA? I want uh, to go to we there. We can, yeah. Um, go I got some stuff on FIFA that's interesting. Um, do. Talking about uh, specifically... Because there's there's just a lot of stuff on FIFA that you can get bogged down in. But yeah, I sure. guess what I want to focus on is the, the 2015 uh, FIFA corruption case, uh, which involved uh, lots and lots of bribery. Um, My favorite kind of re. Bribery. Yeah. Uh, bribery. Bribes left and right. And a lot of it was just to deal with like uh, marketing or licensing things. Um, people accepting bribes uh, from... Involving like clothing, li- uh, like uh, apparel, uh, jerseys, and uh, licensing fees and stuff in various countries. Like people mm-hmm. were taking millions of dollars in bribes in that, um, which was, I guess, a lot. And a lot of people ended up indicted uh, in that. And by now, a lot of them have actually been arrested and issued and have uh, offered guilty pleas um, involved in that. I think it's a total of 34 individuals and two corporations um, have been indicted in the overall corruption thing for thing for various reasons. You know, yeah. um, the one that I guess so. There's just to me looking into this, there was like, okay, well, so and so got a bribe to get a license for this, and it's kind of boring. But the one that the part that was pretty <laughs> interesting was the uh, the World Cup location stuff. Ah. Uh, specifically um, for Cutter. Cutter mm-hmm. uh, got the uh, 2022 World Cutter. Cup. Oh, bid. you mean Qatar? Yeah, let's pronounce Cutter. I think Q A T A R, by which I'll pronounce. I'll refer to it for the rest of the segment. Quatter. Um, that old Quatter. Yeah, I love Quatar. Yeah, we're going we'll out of that Quatter. We're going to be illegal slaves in Quatter for a few years. Well, yeah, so that's one of the things is people uh, raised a bunch of issues about Cutter and saying, well, okay, you know, it's it's not the best place to have a World Cup. And people range from the political to the simply environmental, like it's fucking it hot in Cutter. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> what What do you know? How are we going to do it? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I mean, we're going to have solar-powered sta- stadiums that, like, pump, you know, huge amounts of AC into it. It's going to be fine. If we go to Cousins, we'll melt our butter. And they're like, okay, well, I mean, you know, being gay is illegal in uh, Cutter. What about that? You know, that's that's, not that's great. dangerous. Uh, one of the guys that I failed to mention in our in our little intro to this, Sepp Blatter. Um, Which is it's like, he's a, that's a villain. Yeah, yeah Sepp this Blatter, is a, what kind of name? A Bond villain name that was rejected um, when they, <laughs> they were writing the script. The Sepp Blatter. Just read, name too stupid. <laughs> too similar to Blatter. His parents were like, you know what? I don't really like this guy that much. Sad. This let's, guy. Let's give him a name. I don't really like this guy too much. <laughs> let's give him. A, let's give him a name that will ensure that he will be a villain for the rest of his life. Anyway, Sep. Continue. Um, no, Sep respond uh, responded to uh, two people saying, "Well, you know, I mean, about the gay issue." Um, he said, uh, "I would say that they should refrain from any sexual activities." Was his joking response God. to um to people's concerns about. Cutter's uh, <laughs> rights to it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, real knee slapper bladder." Yeah, um, and uh, people, you know, were raising these questions, but they were also raising questions about how Cutter was chosen in the first place, because it turns out people were taking million dollar, uh, multi million dollar bribes um, to, uh, in terms of buying uh, their vote uh, for uh, Cutter in this. I guess they oh. have like an election to decide who's going to get the bid, you know? Yeah, kind of uh, like, um, what was it, Salt Lake City? Yeah. Uh, but more corrupt. And let's see, in testimony to a UK parliamentary inquiry board in May 2011, uh, this guy alleged that uh, Jack Warner, the Trinidad and Tobago Football Association guy, uh, demanded $4 million for an education center in his country, and Paraguay Nick... Uh, Nicholas Leo's, their football guy, uh, asked for an honorary knighthood in exchange for their votes. <laughs> uh, I want to be knighted. At uh, least the other guy was like, "We need some education." Like, yeah, you that's know, not gonna, like not that bad. The other knighthood—that's like, so selfish. I want to be a knight. Yeah, two Sunday Times reporters testified that they found out these other. This other guy from the Ivory Coast and Cameroon's guy were each paid one and a half million dollars to support the bid. Um, of course, everyone denied it, um, but then they end up getting indicted in the thing anyway. So, <laughs> and they end it, end up uh, filing guilty pleas. So, um, that's what I found interesting was how globally widespread this was, yeah. and everybody kind of came out like saying. At first saying, no, we didn't do this. And then afterwards saying, what? Everyone does this. This is how it's always done. <laughs> when I said, every, you know, when I said I didn't do this, I really meant to say we all do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, on, but he's doing it. Why didn't you catch him? <laughs> that famous whataboutism that's just rampant in American politics nowadays. It must be tradition. It must be. Tradition. That is There's crazy. also um, a, little, a little bit... Um, of intrigue from Al Jazeera run by uh, the government of Qatar. Um, they see, they allegedly secretly offered $400 million to FIFA uh, for broadcasting rights. Um, just getting a little bribe there to, uh, to have exclusive broadcasting rights for the world cup. Um, it's not bribery if it's publicly offered. Grady. Yeah. It's just a donation, man. What are you talking yeah, about? No, it was secret. On. It's a secret. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah, a secret donation. Secretly. 
secretly off yeah, it. <laughs> Quid pro quo. It's uh, like if I, you know, send Josh five hundred dollars to break your legs. I mean, I was, you know. <laughs> uh, the contract also documented a secret uh, deal between FIFA and Al Jazeera that $100 million would be paid into a FIFA account, but only if Cutter wins the World Cup ballot. Um, <laughs> wow. So that one was just like, quid, here's the quid, here's the pro quo. Like, <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like right there. This is point blank. Let's not even like veil this with anything. It's just... Well, it's too bad they weren't paying with British pounds and you could have said, here's the quid and here's yeah. the pro quo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. an, an additional $480 million was also offered by the state of Qatar government three years after the initial offer, which brings the amount to a total of $880 million offered by Qatar to host the 2022 World Cup. Dang, they really want that World Cup. Like why yeah. the money, baby? Why they want it? Money a and anyone who gets drunk so and passes out on the street can probably get put to work on a on a high rise or something. Yeah, no, no, you were raising a very important point. A lot of yeah. countries lose a lot of money on World Cups because they have to do such things as paying workers to build uh, their stadiums and infrastructure, and right. um, making sure the workers don't die of heat exhaustion, and making you know sure the workers don't move away because conditions are so horrible. But Qatar doesn't have to worry about any of that because they just enslave them and make them work yeah. anyway. No, the, absolutely. Because like one of the biggest issues with the last World Cup in Brazil was that like that stadium uh-huh. is completely abandoned. There's a lot of crime around mm-hmm. there. Like yeah. it's and Ryan Lochte. They spent so much money on getting that thing built for one fucking tournament. Like, oh it's... no, hey, there's a there's a cool thing cool about uh, the Cutter um, situation and what they're going to do with their stadiums afterward uh, uh-huh. was that they were going to just uh, donate them. Is what it said. To um, whom? Uh, dur- during match, they were talking. This is what I was reading about the energy thing, where they're solar powered, cool stadiums. They said they were going to uh, relocate the uh, <laughs> the stadiums to to countries with underdeveloped with underdeveloped football infrastructure. I think. How, how put in it. the Let me fuck see are they, you going to do that? Well, they were going to take the top of it off and just give it to them. The top. So they're just going to pick take... up a stadium and ship it across the ocean. I I imagine they'd have to do some sort of disassembly of it. But yeah, you would have to. You would. Yeah, have I mean, to. it would. It. I like the idea, but the logistics are got to be a nightmare, especially in <laughs> an underdeveloped means, country. You know. Yeah. Would, yeah. Exactly. So my thought is, oh yeah, no, we're totally going to take this thing apart. We're going to ship it somewhere else. If they even end up taking it apart, they're just going to drop it in the ocean. Uh, here no, we go. Yeah. Launch it to the, the stadiums. Uh, aim to employ the cooling technology. Blah blah blah. And the upper tiers of the stadium will be disassembled after the World Cup and donated to countries with less developed sports infrastructure. That's what. That's what so they're going to set the top half on an existing <laughs> soccer field. Yeah. So that they have cool. Or just use that yeah. as the stadium, I guess, right? Just like plop it on the ground. <laughs> plop and say, it down, put a field in the middle, put, drop down a pitch, and you're good to go. It's like soccer. Uh, yeah. Soccer tycoon. Yeah. FIFA tycoon. Anyway, so, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. a mess and hilarious and terrible because it's 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 funny in the sense die. that like how comically corrupt can they be, but it also is also serious. Like. Um, yeah, for we, sure. they are we, like they get people to come over to be construction workers and stuff, and then they take their visas away and they say like, "Well, you can't go back home. You 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 know, so unless you finish what? this contract, you're not you're never seeing yeah. anyone again." It's indentured so. servitude, but That's like it's fucking in, wild, yeah. dude. Wow. Mm-hmm. that is fucking wild. 
It's insane. And that, that all stemmed from their corrupt bidding, this this thing that... And Sepp Blatter was going to basically face no consequences for this. Like, this was fine. He won yeah. re-election to his FIFA presidency, yeah. like, the day before all this shit came out or something like that. Like, a few days. And then it breaks, and he's like, oh, well, uh, I Damn. guess I have to resign. Ah, shit. <laughs> Bad timing. Like, nothing has happened to him. He's... He's all right. He got accused of some sexual misconduct or something, but I think he's still a free person. Um, I'm still free, folk. As long as he doesn't go to Cutter, he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, did no, that he's... guy ever become a knight? Uh, good question. He probably did not. I would okay. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager no. I just want to know if, like, some. Uh, Leoz. Let's see. Yeah, Leoz. Let's see if he's Sir Leoz. Sir Leoz. Someone um... just felt sorry for him. Is like, dude, you could have just asked, you know? It does not to. look like he was, uh, no, he was not. He was Can not being knighted be revoked? <laughs> Can we knight him uh, with our, uh, the Sagely Stage Stooges? Like, do we have a knighthood? He could be we a, we, we could probably. not, but I, I'd still like knave. to know. Can, like, being knighted be, like, taken away from you? you know? Yeah, if you're killed and then your name besmirched. Denighted? I don't know. Probably. <clears throat> you could probably be denighted, right? Yeah, if you're like probably disgraced and exiled, I'm sure they take your knighthood or away. Sh- just shitty. When is the last time England ever exiled anyone? Well, I'm just saying if if it happened. Well, you know, um, we don't have well, to knight that guy, but the guy that wanted education for his his country, yeah, he's a good guy. He just got wrapped up so, in the wrong thing. According to BBC.com, oh yeah, uh, oh, yes. article titled, well, this is from 2016, oh, so sure, sure, um, but which. Sirs have had their knighthoods taken away. Sir Paul McCartney. Is that just uh, a way to reference like British people who have been circumcised? <laughs> their knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week, everybody. No. <laughs> it's gotta be. Uh, wow. So what we were talking about earlier in terms of, like, we don't want to go into stories that don't, like, directly impact the sports themselves. So, like, you know, like Tiger Woods, Michael Vick, stuff like that. I, I, we don't – OJ, you know, I don't think that neg- – you know, that's not involving the sport. It's things that they did sure. on personal time. Yeah. Um, but I think we can, you know, touch a little bit on steroids. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to touch on steroids. Well, you, you don't. I, I don't touch that. They stuff. don't, don't touch stuff. you if you just touch them, guys. Well, you oh, know, okay. allegedly you don't. Well, can I, I have evidence? To the can country. I traffic them? Um, That's because you I rub think, them on your you testicles. Know, we've obviously dude. dealt with you know baseball-related things for a long time. I think I wouldn't y'all argue that like that's kind of where it got its biggest push as of late. Like um, what baseball? Because I mean, we're going back to the '90s here. Because like you know, I remember some of the first big things. I don't remember. I think it was like the mid 2000s, like 2005, 2006, where like Congress started looking into baseball players doing steroids and stuff like that. And but one of the things that I remember following in 1998 was the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire uh, home mm. run race. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I, and you know that is actually often you know because there were issues um with unions at the time. Um, I don't. I think it was 1998 actually where there was a shortened season. It's 97, 98 where there was a shortened season because of um you know um, a union conflict. But um, they started testing later, and then it kind of came out after um Jose Canseco's book 
uh, called Juiced, where he started accusing certain major figures in baseball uh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. of you know having used steroids, including McGuire and Sosa. And um, you know, one of my favorite moments ever was when the con- when Congress got involved and they interviewed McGuire, who was talking about steroid use in baseball. And his, uh, if there's a clip, I think we have it. We can probably post it. But literally, like question after question, I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm, it's basic. It was basically his version of, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Um, and one of my favorite things was, um, you know, because that home run race, I think McGuire, yeah, McGuire won it. And um, I'm really sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he I won. think you're right. And it was eventually overshadowed by Barry Bonds, who was also accused of steroid <laughs> use. And I 100%, it's probably been proven by now, and I just didn't keep up with it. But I 100% believe it, even if it hasn't been proved. Because if you look at Barry Bonds when he was a rookie, you look at his rookie baseball card, he looks like a normal dude. And if you look at him in his later (laughs) career, his head grew about five times its size. That motherfucker was on steroids. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I head get it. Enhancers. The fact that they think the fact that a lot of those, you know, in the steroid era, that they think that they were like fooling us is is, is shocking. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, there's <laughs> no way. Ridiculous. And I, I get why the sport has an interest in not letting it happen because not everyone does it, and then it does give you an advantage. And you know, we can talk about baseball all day. Like, we don't at the end. Of, I we're never gonna know how many people involved. You know, how many MLB players in the '90s and the '80s, whatever. How many are on steroids? And I don't really care because it's kind of done and they test for it. And, you know, now yeah. it's more about illicit substances. Do you have pine tar if you're a pitcher or stuff like that? Right, right. I mean, every now and then we, we catch that. But honestly, Whatever. in terms of juicing, I think probably the biggest scandal of all time is Lance Armstrong and, the, and bicycle racing. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I, I honestly think that's the case. I think that's the biggest scandal we've ever seen. I mean, if you, especially from this perspective, you have a guy who is just this giant comeback story. Not necessarily in the sport, but, like, he had cancer of everything. What? Like, and, and essentially, yeah. I remember. Yeah, hell, live he, strong, man. He, he, he had a cameo in Dodgeball where Vince Vaughn's given up on everything. And then oh, yeah. know, Lance Armstrong sits next to him and goes, you know, I thought about giving up when I was diagnosed with brain, lung, and testicular cancer. But, like, hey, I'm still trying. Um, you know, and there's obviously the, the jokes about him, you know, having a ball missing because of that testicular cancer. But then he came back and, like, competed. And then you saw all these scientific articles about how his heart, I think, is, like, bigger than the average human's and how it allowed him to mm-hmm. just go for longer periods of time. Yeah, his cardiovascular system was, you know, more had, you know, was built for more stamina. But he was juicing. Yeah, he was well, cheating the entire time. The thing that the I, thing that's interesting about that whole thing, because, you know, his comeback was in what, like, well, did he have a comeback? I don't remember him needing one. Wait, what? No, I just mean like after his cancer, right? Yeah. It was like two thousand, like late two thousand. Yeah, when was he diagnosed with cancer? I guess we could look this up. He was diagnosed ninety six. Yeah, yeah. On October 2nd, 1996, at age 25, he was diagnosed with stage 3 advanced testicular cancer, uh, and it spread to his brain, lungs, and abdomen. Okay. 
but you know he always he, he even still when he was admitting to like doing all that stuff like before the cancer that like he never juiced after you know a certain year i think i, I want to say 2005 that's what i thought in my brain but it could be 2000 i, or I, I, I don't know. remember but but he denied it and then it turns out very recently very recently they figured it out i think well, yeah, I mean, he had, like, the whole interview with Oprah where he was like, yeah, no, I did this, but the last time I, quote, crossed the line was, like, in 2005. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but I think the issue is he, he was doping when he won the Tour de France, you know? No, oh, yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Well, I think the issue is how much he had built up stuff around his well, yeah, that was going to be of, like the comeback guy. Like right. you were saying, he's in movies and stuff. He's got all the stupid bracelets. Yeah, he has the and, live um, strong oh, yeah. brand. Like, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he's like an icon of like, oh, you can do it and whatever. And then he's like, actually, well, I mean, I, you know, I kind of did it. I also doped. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. That did, yeah. I mean, that, you know. It, it cheapens what he could have it may have given me without, cancer, yeah. but uh, it also helped me win some more bike races. Yeah, because back in 2013. Like early 2013, we were seeing situations where, let's see, the International Olympic Committee demanded that he give back his bronze medal he won in 2000. Mm-hmm. 80% of the Tour de France medalists between 96 and 2010 have been similarly tainted by doping. So they've all been doping. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is what makes the other part of it kind of funny. Because he went on, uh, Lance Armstrong went on record saying, like, you know, oh, this is so bad for the sport, blah, 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 blah. You know, about these other guys who had been caught while well, he was doing it yeah, and just hadn't been caught yet. 100%, yeah. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. What? I mean, he's just like either the luckiest or the best liar that we've ever seen. Because he went on for like a decade and a half mm-hmm. of just lying to everyone and not getting caught. Like even the one time that there were like quote-unquote samples that they had frozen that supposedly had, you know, this, uh, you know, these steroids you know testing positive the way that they tested them and like the way that like the science of it works it was never able to be like actually conclusive yes 100 percent. it was always had some amount of like doubt in it it's like this dude just duped the world for 15 years <laughs> basically yeah yeah well if there's any ounce of doubt you know you can't you can't convict him or i mean i'm sure someone could come up with a snappier way to say that well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they could. And it, it, someone somewhere probably has. <laughs> Maybe one of uh, our other dishonorable mentions. One thing uh, I, I did go. think was funny <laughs> was uh, I mean, see what... <laughs> was when he participated in the 2009 Tour de France. He was, uh, he was um, sponsored by Radio Shack. So well, we all know what happened to Radio Shack. Yeah. Oh, true. We should have seen him coming. That's foreshadowing yeah. right there. Well, that was towards the end of his career after all the shit had come out. I think he retired in like 2011. So, Oh, that's aftershadowing right there. Yeah, it was like no one would take him <laughs> except for Team Radio Shack. I think that's called karma. Um, in other news, something despicable. Yeah. I, I'd never heard about this, the Spanish Paralympics. Oh, oh gosh. So we're under our honorable... That's rough. Our dishonorable mentions now. Yeah. They really went heavy on the dishonorable. <clears throat> This is yeah. I you know this is going to be something that we kind of talk about less. Uh, Yeah, I mean this is Spanish Paralympics team. They dive into you know the Paralympics and it ends up being they they just sweep it. I mean they just destroy everyone. And it turns out that like maybe one, maybe two of the people on the team actually had a mental disability. Yeah, (laughs) that's fucked up, dude. 
Jeez. Yeah. Ten of the twelve, like two people. Seriously? Yeah, it's like they just like uh, maybe don't notice. Yeah, like were they acting? Like that's that's so terrible. Oh, like, that's like you know, I never you know what I mean. Thought about like, that. For, yeah, it's bad. There's yeah, a lot of it's bad. It's, it's like one of those. This one of those scenarios we have a lot of follow up questions that you're not sure if you're allowed to ask. Right. Okay. One of the follow up questions that I have to ask. Uh huh. The Olympics seem to garner a lot of prestige for the winning nation, even though you know, on some level, it's it's still not quite a lot enough to seemingly you know, seemingly not really enough to cheat over. But the Paralympics. Do they even have that threshold? Like, why would you cheat to win at the Paralympics? Is what I'm That's saying. That's true. Like, and I don't know. Maybe that is not a nice take on it. But why would you cheat to win at the Paralympics? That's a great question. It's just I, supposed to be where yep. people, you know, do good I'm and fine. compete. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's cool. not and, so much I about. Think it. I think you're ableist, Grady. That's what I think. Yeah, ableist. it is a little bit of ableism, I suppose. But yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, you know, it's hard for us to even like fathom like. You know, even with the Tanya Harding thing, it's hard to us to fathom like going to such lengths to cheat at the Olympics or at anything. So, a you had a, a group of individuals who, who thought, hey, you know what'd be cool if we just got like a bunch of people who weren't mentally disabled so that we could win, uh, the gold medal for basketball in the Paralympics. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, what a strange then, idea for a TV show. I agree. And then they managed to wrangle up, you know, ten other people who were not IDD. To participate in this farce. Yep. Well, if your country comes to you and says, you're doing this, I mean, some countries, you don't really have the option of saying, I sure, ain't doing but Spain's that. not North yeah, Korea. Yeah, but not well, I guess Spain. it is Spain. But, yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure there was money changing hands. And, you know, people aren't, aren't I mean, that's like, altruistic everywhere. They yeah. just found a bunch of, like, it's shocking to me that they, they managed to find a group of, you know, semi-decent basketball players play play well enough to win but not well enough for no one to think you're not disabled (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a very specific threshold that's kind of difficult i would say there's almost should be an award for being able to pull that off for that long there's a a big giant gray line there so yeah that happened that's the thing look it up um this one i find hilarious so so you want to go into danny almonte yeah, Danny Almonte is, I don't know, it's kind of actually really fucked up if you if you look into the details of it, because this kid was probably, like, being, like, super, super, super exploited by his parents. Um, but essentially, he's this kid from, uh, fuck, uh, Dominican Republic, there we go, yep. um, who, you know, came to the United States and, you know, was you know, playing baseball, good at baseball, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, they came over, he got into the, you know, the little league, um, and his parents essentially falsified his records when they, you know, moved over. So he was, I don't know, long way of saying his parents essentially forced him to like play baseball in the little league, even though he was too old. And so he's just this giant hulking child, just destroying these poor little kids in the little league world series. <laughs> <laughs> for like this whole year I and mean, he's like a 15 year old playing against 12 year olds you know so he's just this and he's a big kid anyway just and hey just, look as someone who was once 12 and then later turned 15 i can tell you there is a difference 
specifically in your baseball skills? Can you prove that? No, I was a terrible baseball player, much to my father's disappointment. But, um, yeah, it's it's actually really super fucked up because as sort of the investigation of everything uh, came up, you know, it turns out that, like, his parents had been, you know, had done a lot of shady stuff with the... um, Dildos? With the... With dildos, uh, a lot of dildos? (laughs) officials in either in either country in both countries you know Mm -hmm. falsifying records here and you know tricking and fooling someone there which led to like a whole bunch of dildos you know a lot of dildos so many dildos yeah there you Um, go um you know this just huge group of of details that just didn't line up you know this said this this said this this said this this said that that said this you know all this stuff and um you know, it even got to the point where, you know, CPS kind of had to get involved and be like, hey, is this kid actually, like, being treated right? Or is he just, like, being exploited for the fact that he's pseudo-decent at baseball? Both. I don't know. No, it's sad. not Neither. at all. Not at all. Because I don't think I don't think he was super aware of everything that was happening. He was just playing baseball because he was a, like... Yeah, you can't really blame the child. Who yeah. didn't speak English. Um, and it sucks because if he had... If his parents hadn't been little dickheads... Uh, he probably could have been in the MLB right now, and that's a good yeah. uh, that's a good rapper name, little dickhead. Little dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's already taken. <laughs> no, little dickie's already taken. Little dickhead is. Ah oh, man, look into it. You might find it. Wide open. Just well, Google. Besides, little dickie's gonna lose this his say, rap name say. now that he's done that song talking about how great Chris Brown is. So. <laughs> anyway, I guess we're going to news if we want to take a break. <laughs> sure. All right, we'll see you later. We'll be back in a second. Love you. Bye. We'll be back with news. News right after. We'll be back with nude news. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. Now when I say sports, you say nuts. Sports, nuts, sports, nuts. When I say cheating, you say sucks. Cheating sucks. Cheating sucks. I drink whiskey because I like the taste. You think it's bitter, but I think it's great. I also drink whiskey and we smoke cigars. Don't believe me? Smell our cars. We're real men and we like sports. If you say that we're not, then we'll see you in court. I'm team captain and I choose you. I'm the other team captain and I choose you too. We steal the ball and we're off to the races. Then scare the other team with our mad dog faces like what, 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 what? What, 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 what? We like sports and we don't care who knows. From the pregame jokes to the wrap-up show. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. Throw me the baseball. And we're back. We are. For the news. News, action force, go time, go force, go through the news, give you all the news time. Eh. See, I wasn't disappointed at all. Yeah, that's pretty good. I was channeling one of those dead people again, so... In fact, I'm from Columbia Records. I'd like to sign you to a major record label deal. In fact, is it that I'm same lawyer, and I'm going to tell you right now he's lying. Don't listen to him. Is it that same record <laughs> deal that that Grady Suggs got? Grady Suggs guy? Yeah, he sure needs. No, nah, he's guys. got that. You know, he's got that. Uh, them, uh, them, their. Uh, you know, single quartets or whatever they're called. Oh, he he got that. Oh, <laughs> oh he got the, uh, that. solo duets. That's oh. the one. Yeah, he's one of our clients. Uh, oh, well, I, I don't want nothing to do with that. Oh, well, they're really quite a quite unpopular man. Here, let me sing you a number. Where have you gone? Where will we go? 
That's beautiful. That so some so of y'all might be aware that the NFL draft happened last week. By the time y'all are hearing, I didn't register. By the time y'all are hearing, that, I like how Stephen laughed at his own trans. You know, I was conscientiously objecting the draft. Uh, it happened uh, last Thursday, so it started on the 26th when the NFL draft would have happened. This will probably come out the weekend after that week. It had better. No, it's going to be out today. Anyway. We're just going to release it as it is. <laughs> All right. This It'll be out before yeah. 2023. I hate to, to break it to you, but we kind of dated ourselves earlier in the episode, so if you want to. Well, that's fine. It's okay to date oneself, okay? That's no, perfectly healthy. It'll be. Anyway, whatever. Um,. So, yeah, anyway, NFL draft, it happened. Um, so, I, honestly, it was, it was for the most part, a pretty uneventful, like, nothing like, whoa, that's so crazy, sort of things happened. Um, the only thing is that really... The top, like, five were it, expected, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, it's like, uh, this whole time, it's like, oh, Kyler Murray's going to go to the Cardinals, and everyone's like, no, maybe the Cardinals won't take Kyler Murray, and none of us bought it, and then sure enough, they took Kyler Murray. <laughs> so, uh, it was, yeah, whatever. Creating a false narrative to drum up whatever. It's inter- interesting seeing as how they drafted Josh Rosen last year, 10th overall. Dude, they traded him immediately after they got Kyler Murray, too. Right. Well, yeah, I Which remember, is, like, them, like, kind of keeping it under wraps what they were going to do with Josh Rosen if uh-huh. they did, and Josh Rosen, like, was very public about, like, I'm pissed off. Like, <laughs> what, I don't know what to expect. Sure, yeah, I'd be yeah. pissed, too. Yeah, fair but, enough. Uh, it's funny because, so, they draft Kyler Murray, obviously. Uh, 13 picks later. The fucking traitor. The, you heard me, the, Kyler Murray. You goddamn <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> it lost a lot of conviction. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I can't really blame him. Um, the Dolphins uh, drafted Christian Wilkins, a defensive tackle from Clemson, and in hindsight, that made so much sense because they knew at the time that they were working a deal with Arizona. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So like, whereas everyone kind of expected that they were going to probably take one of those quarterbacks there and their, at their thirteenth pick, right. or try to trade up to get someone like. Um, Haskins or Haskins yeah. or or, or uh, what's the guy that the Giants like? Oh, for um, the Daniels. Daniel Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones yeah. whatever his uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, that's who the freaking Giants took at six is Daniel Jones. Yeah, a lot so of people. Got, they they basically just got a like less exciting Eli Manning. <laughs> which, how can you even do that? <laughs> yeah, Eli Manning they, is they the least it. exciting quarterback I could think of. Still has Super Bowl wins. Yeah, I mean, it, but Haskins was still, but Haskins was still on the board when when Dolphins picked at thirteen. So you know they they passed on him and like every, at the time, I remember thinking like, huh, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they really are trying to like buy into this whole like organic tanking thing that they talked about. Um, but nope, they were just trying to trade for Josh Rosen the entire time. And <laughs> it makes sense in hindsight. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hindsight. So first, Kyler Murray. Uh, Nick Bosa goes to the 49ers. Ooh, Great. Do you have anything on the controversy there? Of Nick Bosa to the 49ers? Yeah, well, the the, the president apparently got way, got dragged into some sort of a controversy with what? with all that. Oh, I didn't I hear about not this. Heard either. Yeah, he apparently, uh, in a speech um, in Green Bay, um, praised Nick Bosa, but did not mention Kyler Murray. He said, oh, he's Nick Boza, he's a MAGA fan. He loves Trump. He loves MAGA. That's the quote. He's a MAGA fan. He loves Trump. He loves MAGA. Um, And people were like, oh, you're racist because you are praising Nick Boza, but you're not praising um, number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Uh, 
Is Nick Bosa like a Trump supporter, you know, or whatever? Yeah. Is he like known? Like, does he well, tweet about Trump all is, the time? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's that's actually. And true. I have a feeling yeah. Kyler Murray probably doesn't. Probably doesn't. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, I guess you can turn it into a racist thing. Yeah. No, I managed to miss that. Uh, thankfully, I'm not saying well, Trump's so not racist. It seems very stupid. Appreciate you for uh, for yeah for making that. Did not had not heard oh. about that. I do my due diligence, but no, it, it does sound kind of dumb because like, and I don't know, the political other hand is like, he's he was in a rally in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Ohio's like not far, I don't know, like it makes more regional sense to be like, oh, Nick Boza, you know, like you guys might hear of him and like him. Yeah. Well, also the Bozas are pretty good old boys, so makes well, sense I just feel for like them to be if he tweets about Trump all of, the time then Trump's just giving him a shout right out. yeah it, yeah it probably makes sense that they are you know have made themselves publicly affiliated and you know supporting of you know Trump and Republicans and blah 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 and I I would wager to bet that if that's the case that Kyler has not done those really things. yeah he probably hasn't has he <laughs> <laughs> so well yeah that's like, what I was saying earlier it's like why would I mean, like you know, he's like, oh yeah, way to go, Nick Bosa. He's a avid magus for. Oh, also, good job, Kyler Murray. Even though you fucking hate me, like I don't know. <laughs> no, it was dumb. I just wanted to like. It would be different if Kyler was out there saying like, I hate Trump, but I feel like he. I I don't know. Yeah, Pr- said nothing. Yeah, it just yeah. he doesn't hasn't said anything one way or the this other. This article from the so. Washington Post claims that Murray has stayed away from political posts. So. But I mean, it would make sense for Trump to at least tweet like, "Congrats to Kyler Murray," just as a president. Like, I realize this is something everyone yeah. cares about. Congrats being See, first. Uh, okay, so like, yeah, kind of. But on the other hand, I'm sort of annoyed with presidents having to. Don't have weigh to. in on everything well no, but there being sure. sort of a media expectation of it it's like why i don't use really facebook anymore like at all because i had this kind of anxiety about like well i told this person uh, like, yeah. they, or i put a post <laughs> about this date but shouldn't i say something about whatever else you know i'm like no i'm just not going to say anything about anything it's, you know? a, like, it's different like you that's, know, for a president like trump who lives on twitter you know what i mean so like of course he's expected to tweet about things because that's all he does like sure, I don't. I agree that most presidents shouldn't be expected, but like he lives on Twitter. So. But he, yeah, I guess he he posts so he much. Is, that he, he has brought to. a lot of it on himself, probably. Yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. I guess. Yeah, I don't feel point, bad for him. Point. Yeah, I just mean. But I get that. It's for kind sure. of annoying. Yeah. That. Well, and here I was uh, thinking the other day that I wanted to, you know, I I, I downloaded uh, Balloons Tower Defense on my phone, <laughs> and I uh, was thinking to myself, if you don't play a tower defense game on the like fast forward option, then I can't trust you as a human. There's something wrong with you. Why? What if you're just super high? <laughs> Chris, you said that defensively. Do you pay, play yours on normal? Well, I don't do play, play tower defense games anyway or, because I'm not a well, fucking sweet. But I, I, I want to know what his reasoning is. Because well, slow. If you have not played them, then you don't understand it. Oh, if you you just don't understand, man. Don't well, because it's it. so slow. From it's the so outside slow. looking in, you can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what anyway, about people who I think who the try to get all of their uh, their groceries out of the car at once? Because if you don't do that, then I don't trust you. Yeah, I can't trust you. Fair enough. The bags are all like cutting. Yeah, cutting into your, your into hands. your fingers. Yeah. Screw that! I'm, I'm not going back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
Anyway. All right. Any other things from the draft, though? I'm really, I'm, I'm sorry if I took that in an unexpectedly, unexpected direction. No, that's that's great. Yeah, that's I did not even know that that existed. So, neat. Um, yeah. Quentin Williams, number three of the Jets. Uh, I think he is probably the best, like, one of the best players, like athletes in the in in this draft. He's a fucking stud. Um, Raiders, they. <laughs> ugh. It's so funny because the Raiders at number four, they take an edge rusher. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean they use their first pick in the first round for a position that they traded? Yeah. Helio Mack. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was Me- odd because well, of the Well, the regret stuff. was hard there, you know? Yeah. They- well, I, I think we've talked about it before. You know, John Gruden would be like, oh, edge rushers are really hard to find in this game. What? <laughs> anyway. John so, yeah, Gruden's they take, like... They take- they take Clellan Farrell. He's somebody who's suffering from imposter syndrome, but he is actually an imposter. Like he worries if he's not good at his job and everything, and but he actually isn't. Like he, he doesn't know what <laughs> yeah. he's doing. Well, it sucks for Clellan. I'm just going to call him Farrell because Clellan is hard to say. Um, he's going to be compared to Khalil Mack for like the rest of his life. <laughs> Poor guy. And, and that sucks. Because, like, even if he's, like, an incredible athlete, an incredible player, even if he's, like, 99% of what Khalil Mack is, which would be incredible, it's still going to suck because he's constantly going to be compared to Khalil Well, unless he goes out there and just somehow blows up and it's, like, everything and more. Or if he hires someone to bust the knees of his opponents, then he will be remembered for For something else. Something else entirely. I'm willing to get paid to help with that. (laughs) Um, the Bucks replaced Quan Alexander with Devin White, and then yeah, the Giants Daniel Jones, which a lot of people were like, <laughs> I don't know, what, whatever. Oh, they, they took shit it. for that, didn't they? Yeah, it's it's Eli Manning's replacement, but it's like a lot of people were like, that is not the best option right now. Like, th- well, you know, you know that uh, Daniel Jones is the same. He's um, yeah, he has the connection quarterback from the same yeah the same uh, coach, the same connection as the Mannings, dude. right? The same coaching uh, tree or something? Yeah, yeah, like I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't, I don't care. The guys I tune the, out when they start talking coaching trees, but I just know the term. Yeah, the guy that coached uh, both Eli and Peyton um, was involved in his coaching somehow. I don't exactly remember Eli what position or anything, but yeah, that I think that had a lot something to do with him selecting. Cutcliffe. That's his name. Cutcliffe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, like the Cutcliffe connection. It's like Daniel Jones, Eli Manning... Uh, Peyton Manning, like this coach, is like he's he's like big with, um, you know the 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 office, the front office of the Giants, and you know he's got all these connections with the Mannings, and so everyone was like, oh, the Giants love Daniel Jones, and Giants were like, no, we don't love him that much. <laughs> the fans, we anyway. might take him at seventeen, not at six, and then they took him at six, and it's like whatever, no one cares. We all knew that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, it's like they like Eli Manning so much that they're. This is like he's from Duke. This is like was the he? clone yeah, of him. So let's yeah. just yeah. keep this Eli is, Manning. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, no, you're yeah, exactly. Oh man, we really love Eli. Let's draft Eli. Right. Hey, this is another Eli. Let's draft, let's redraft him so that when Eli retires, we can just name this guy Eli. Yeah. <laughs> this is our new Eli Manning. I mean, quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Part of your Daniel contract Jones. is that you change your name. I hope you're okay. With that. <laughs> That's that's what it felt like after learning that about the coach. Anyway, uh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. 
Uh, Jags take Josh Allen, so we have another Josh Allen. He's an edge rusher, not a quarterback. Uh, so at eight, the Lions took TJ TJ Hawkinson, who is like this stud tight end out of Iowa, which who that have two by the way, which is weird. But like, man, the Lions just really stuck to Eric Ebron. Yeah, they're like, oh hey, I know you did like a lot of really good things for us last year, and that was really cool. But we're gonna go ahead and draft a tight end at number eight overall. Sorry, you're old news. We've bro. been trying. <laughs> Because we've been trying to trade for Gronk for like the last seven years. Well, so to be fair, Ebron dropped about him. every fifth or fourth <laughs> pass that's thrown his way. <laughs> that is true. That's that's, yeah, that's fair. That's probably being generous. Eric Butterhands yeah. Ebron. That's why I adjusted it upward. And I know. I had that motherfucker on my fantasy league. To the Bills. Oh, Devin Bush. Jonah Williams. The Bengals. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then, yeah, we talked about 13th, so uh, Rashad Gary to the Packers. Christian Wilkins to the Dolphins, we talked about that. Then at 15, Washington took Dwayne Haskins. Whatever. Alex Smith's leg is turned into spaghetti. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think that uh, Washington did very well this draft. I think they picked up several pretty good uh Yeah, pretty I good think because they did a spots. lot of trading, I think, in the second and third rounds. Um, and I think they ended up ended up coming up pretty good. Uh, in the second round, the Arizona Cardinals fucking cleaned up. I think um, going back to the Haskins grab, I think Haskins was uh, he tweeted or something. The NFL done messed up <laughs> or something like that. Like after <laughs> That's nice. I love after that. he got drafted, so he's like he's coming out with I a vengeance that. for the for the Redskins. Sounds like. As far as the other um, Iowa tight end, the Broncos took Noah Fant. Um, I mean. <sighs> It's the Broncos, and it's fucking Joe Flacco, so I don't know. I love Noah Fant. I think he's an incredible athlete, so it could be great, but it's the Broncos, so <laughs> I don't know. No, didn't the Broncos pick up a, uh, a quarterback later, though? Huh? I think the Broncos picked up a quarterback at some point, didn't they? They might have later. Yeah, they might have. So I the think they're getting ready to replace, um, you know, when, well, uh, when yeah, it, inevitably sure it doesn't work out. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's see. Any other interesting ones I had? The Raiders took Josh Jacobs. That's kind of cool. Good for you. Are we still in the first Hopefully. round? Yep. Okay. Uh, the 24, the Raiders took Josh Jacobs. Um, that was our pick. That was the Cowboys pick um, that the Raiders obtained from the Amari Cooper trade. Yeah. So Josh Jacobs versus Amari Cooper this season. I will I will 100% take Amari Cooper. <laughs> oh, yeah. <we'll laughs> as long as he time. continues to perform. Just saying. That's the... Um, the Ravens took Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, um, which is funny because uh, Marquise Brown and Antonio Brown are cousins, <laughs> and so now they're like on like the biggest like opposing. That is interesting. Teams, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, but Antonio Brown's insane now. So, dude, he poor guy. He's an he's poor guy. He's an asshole. Fuck him. He needs. He's well, he's not poor. Though. At least he's not poor. He can afford the treatment he needs. Anyway. Yeah, nothing else really sh- uh, sticks out to me except for um, Nikhil Harry uh, as the Arizona wide receiver to the Patriots. I, that's like the first time that the Patriots have taken a wide receiver in the first round in like a bajillion years. Yeah, but aren't they kind of like, you know, Gronk's finally gone, so... And I don't know who their receivers are anymore, really. There's There's been no some sliding did. around, hadn't there? Wait, who did they take? Sorry? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, Okay. He's a wide receiver out of Arizona State. Yeah. He had some pretty good State. tape that they showed. So. 
Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he he was uh, he was kind of one of those that was also kind of peacocking, you know, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get picked under, you know, 33. I'm going to be picked, you know, 32 or up. And, well, he was right. He got picked at 32. Interesting. <laughs> Chris, do you want to weigh in on the Texans uh, picks? Because I know there was a little bit of skepticism on the tackle they picked up. Well, I, I don't think it was so much like the tackle. I think it was based on the fact that they probably could have gotten him in the second round. Yeah. And uh, the Eagles jumped up and grabbed the tackle they wanted, and so it seemed Andre like they panicked. Dillard. Yeah, okay. And grabbed some kid from you know Central Alabama, Alabama who used to be a quarterback, and so there was a lot of, what, why whoa. did you do yeah. that? And yeah. um, That's a big him. whoa. And, uh, yeah, so the Eagles, the Eagles went from uh, 25 to 22, and they picked up Andre Dillard, which, yeah, everyone thought Texan, that, that Houston was going to end up picking. And so then, yeah, Houston, it looked like probably panicked a little bit and picked the next guy on their board who they probably could have gotten in the second or third round. I would say almost assuredly. But it's Titus Howard, from right? From Central Alabama, former Titus quarterback. Howard. Yeah, they can probably pick him up in the second round. Yeah. He's an offensive tackle. And from, yeah. Not to so, say he's not good. He might turn out good. It's just a risky pick. I just I had a lot of skepticism surrounding it. Then they got a, a pretty good CB later, but like they could have picked up someone better. Ford was still on the board. I, there was someone else I can't remember off the top of my head. One thing I thought that was cool about the Titus Howard pick was uh, apparently when they were talking, I don't remember if it was the who it was on the Texans that was talking to him, but basically they said before you know the draft pick was announced, you're going to be Deshaun Watson's bodyguard. Like that is that is going to be your mm-hmm. job. And that's, that's why we picked yeah. you. And I just thought that was cool. It's like, you're going to be his bodyguard. You make sure he stays safe. So, I mean, if he lives up Good to luck. it, then that'd be great. Yeah. But, um, cause that's, that's one thing that definitely would, uh, would skyrocket the Texans. I think is keep Deshaun Watson safe and y'all can have some special that stuff. And having a backfield because so we yeah. lost Kareem Jackson and the honey badger. And then, um, they, they were a little iffy on Clowney. They were selling a little around on Clowney, weren't they? Yeah, I saw that. Some reports saying like they were thinking about trading. I was also, real quick, I was going to say, and then Andre Howe retired because of his cancer thing last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, our backfield is just completely decimated. So. Well, I don't want to talk about more than the first round just because you're going way too long. All right. So, that's all I got. All right. All righty then. We have to do an honorable mention, though, in the draft to – Aggie twelfth man drafted by the Texans. Yep, oh, yeah. Colin Gillespie got drafted by the Gillespie. Texans. And I think the last round. Um, yeah, final round. This yeah. is like what I do on Madden is I have already done the save replay thing, so I've already drafted the best guys I can possibly draft because I know what the draft's going to turn out to be. <laughs> it's cheating, but it's funny. Um, and then the seventh round, though, you can't do that too because you don't know who everyone else is going to pick because you already fucked up the order. So I always pick just somebody from Texas A and M. Yeah. But yeah, Colin Gillespie, twelfth man for Texas in for what three years? Drafted uh, by yeah. the Texans. So he's yeah, heck of a player, States. really. He's fun. I love him. Congratulations also to Eric McCoy, uh, the center who was the first Aggie to be drafted in the second round. I think uh, went yeah. to Arizona. So, congrats yeah. to him. Cool. And, um, and uh, Sternberger went to second round too. Green Bay, right? Yeah, he went to yeah, Green, Bay. Green Bay. That's kind of exciting. So yep. yeah. All right, Aggie roundup. I think this is the best draft class we've ever had. I think. 
Probably. Oh, I think we had the most in Texas, the most um, first – like the f- most drafted players in Texas and like the second most in the SEC. So. All right. Uh, who's going next? Uh, I can knock mine out real quick. We'll take long. Do it. Do it. All right, so let's go down to Brazil. Dude. In the seedy underbelly of Brazil where... Bolsonaro land. Is this about penises? No, no. We can, if, if we want to talk about penises, we can talk about them. Also, this is not about penises, as far as I, I can tell. Brazilian penises. Um, this is about Brazili- Brazilian crack dealers that got uh, a little creative in their alarm system. Um, in case there was going to be a drug raid, these particular criminals trained a parrot uh, to alert them uh, when police were near. So nice. they have a parrot, and apparently what it <laughs> shouts at them in uh, Portuguese is, Mom, the police! <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they, tra- they tra- trained this parrot to, to shout, Mom, the police, when the police were around. And it, it did. Um, yeah, I don't know how they trained it. <laughs> nice! But, uh, the police planned this raid on these crack dealers, uh, and as the police got close, it did start shouting, Mom, the police. Unfortunately oh. for the crack dealers, it wasn't soon enough, so they did get busted, and um, of course, this crack dealing parrot uh, was taken into custody as well. This See if- crack dealing parrot. <laughs> I was hoping for a happy ending. Well, hold on. Jeez. It's not over yet. The police grabbed this guy. He said, we know you're working with him. You know, they took him in for questioning, as it were. <laughs> uh, basically, they, they tried to uh, see if he would give them any more information. And apparently, he was completely silent at the police station. Ain't gonna snitch. Dude, <laughs> I ain't gonna snitch. Nice. I ain't gonna snitch. That's some real praxis, Parrot. Right, fuck the pigs. Right, fuck the pigs. <laughs> this is from the Guardian, and uh, the reporter said apparently the uh, the parrot hasn't made a sound. It's been completely silent. So yeah, completely it silent. didn't rat out its uh, drug dealing owners. Um, uh, Dude, shout out to that parrot. That's that's excellent. Way to go. You know, sometimes they try to put the pressure on you. They put thumb screws. Say, oh, you know, we're. In- Polly's never going to get another cracker, but no, <laughs> this, uh, this parrot stood strong, you know, didn't fall for the good cop, bad cop routine. Yeah. They questioned awesome. him for 10 hours, you know, and, uh, at hour eight, uh, that, did that parrot asked for its lawyer. Like, I'm just <laughs> he didn't make a sound. He didn't say anything. He, he pled the fifth man. No. Yeah. They, yeah, sure. They questioned him like Tanya Harding for 10 hours and at hour eight, they were like, we know what you did. And he still, he, he held <laughs> and, and the parrot was smart enough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but after that, since you know they didn't have any parrot cells open at the time, um, they decided to uh, put him into a rehab of sorts and taught him how to fly. So uh, apparently he couldn't fly. So someone at the local zoo taught him how to fly, and then he was released uh, out into the wild again uh, to uh, cool. go and apparently uh, commit offenses again. You know, so. That's what I want to know is, I mean, is he a drug kingpin? Warn people who are committing offenses. He's been really rehabilitated at this point. So we hope. You know, yeah. he's, really, he's done his time. He really understands, you know, he, he, he didn't really know, he didn't really understand like the, the circumstances of, you know, his location and what he was going through. And so now hopefully he understands the gravity of everything he's going through and he can go back into the wild and he can really be a productive member of the jungle. Well, we hope so. Hey, that's, yeah. That's a far cry from what the America. The American prison system is doing, you know. <laughs> um, the uh, the article I read also said the bird joins a growing list of animals implicated in Brazil's drug trade, uh, but most of the others, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> 
<laughs> Most it's of the like others have animal-ridden reptiles. Uh, apparently, in 2008, police seized uh, some alligators on a raid, on a raid, uh, claiming the gangsters were feeding their enemies to them. Uh, oh. So, dude, that's some know. Scarface shit right there. Feed them to the pigs. The father of one of the gang uh, alleged his son's gang had once tried to do so, but the alligator refused to eat the corpse. So that alligator was right. falsely imprisoned um, as well. I hope he's doing okay. No, I mean, with those alligators, you know, they weren't really for the cause. You know, at least the parrot, he knew, you know. Yeah, I mean, he who would fed him. He knew he knew where his but- bread was buttered for sure. Uh huh. He wasn't gonna <laughs> bite the hand. All right, you know, we're all saying this, but you know, and 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 great story for this parrot and everything, but. Give give it a couple of years. We'll we'll see him back in the penal system and yeah, so it'll be a shame. Recidivism maybe. rate amongst parrots. You know what they say about that? Yeah, we all know what they say. Yeah, what do yeah, they, what they say? They say Ready? Why don't you remind us what they say? A Brazilian parrot's gonna be in jail twice in as many years. It's a long oh, saying. Man. Cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> could not, you say it that? Works in well Portuguese. in Portuguese. It doesn't work well in right. English. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lo- it rolls off the tongue better in Portuguese. Yeah, sure. it yeah. rhymes yeah. and everything. Great stuff. It sounds but. way better. Yeah. <laughs> And we're not going to bother translating it for you. Anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah, that's what I had. <laughs> moving on. Drug dealing parrot released without. Uh, a, I like how you're without... accusing the parrot of. Well, he, drugs he may have dealt drugs too. I guess a drug dealer's parrot, like they, he belongs to. Rock, you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sell me death sticks. Well, you want to go to the jungle and fly as a free bird. Anyway, that's I'm as free as a bird now. That's what teach him how to sing. Oh, is that what free birds about? Yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> Dang, they wrote, wrote it way oh, ahead of time. <laughs> and these drugs you cannot exchange. They were always asking about the exchange policy on the crack that they buy from these guys. Cannot exchange. I'm as high, high as a free bird, yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm sorry. So, Chris, what do you got? What do I got? Well, I had a hard time to come up with an article. I thought about uh, reviewing Sekiro um, because it was my um, game of the, you know, my pick. For a game I'm looking forward to the most when we did our EA our uh, E3 episodes. E3, correct. Um, oh, man, man, I also thought was... about talking about um, Days Gone because uh, it's technically we also mediocre, but like I find it interesting because mm-hmm. of all the post-apocalyptic games I've ever played. This is the first one with a, a main character who like actually mutters to himself in weird situations. Uh, no, no, for real. Like he'll stab some people and he'll like mutter to himself, even though you've got a long way to go. Like, yeah, you like you like killing people. Yeah, fuck. And I find that like I find that intriguing. I don't know why more games don't do that. Yeah. But then I remembered that the last time we talked about Mister Smollett. Oh yeah. I, um, and so I figured I'd give an update on that front, as if anyone listening doesn't already fucking know. So, I Kim Fox, don't. who's... But it's the, our thoughts that they want. Yeah, so Kim Fox, who is the um, Chicago district attorney, she let mm-hmm. him go, basically. Um, and there Yeah, was, they just charged a little bit of money or something and let him go. Well, right? they were like, oh, he has his past, um, you know, community service, and he did blah, blah, blah. If he pays us, he's fine. Um, 
And apparently there are some phone records that indicate that um, she was essentially saying, like, look, we have him on this many counts. There are some people who have done way wor- less worse things um, that have way less. And if they ever bring an investigation into, like, overcharging people, then this will be, like, Exhibit A. And so that was some stuff that they found. But regardless, even though the grand jury was, like, ready to go forward, they let him go. And so the thing is, the most frustrating thing about it for a lot of people, I think, has been the fact that Jesse Smollett and his attorneys have come out. Um, that, that'd be um, Mr. Garagos and Miss um, Glandian, I believe is how those last names are pronounced, um, his attorneys. Or they've basically come out and said, like, no, he's completely innocent. And he'll go, yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. I just hope to put this behind me because I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you know, with all the evidence we have out there, if you were going to claim that he did nothing wrong, that would essentially mean that the brothers that were involved in the attack, the Osindaru, I probably said that wrong, uh, brothers did it, you know, without him knowing and did it to, like, harm him. Well, the attorneys have continued, like I said, the attorneys have continued to come out and say that he did nothing wrong. Jussie has come out and said nothing wrong. So these two brothers have basically said, you're slandering us, and now we're going to fucking sue you. Um, so now they're suing his attorneys, um, who have been accused by them have of having actually worn whiteface during the incident. Oh. Oh, yeah. Whiteface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, you know, they wore white face, and that's how Jussie got so confused. Well, they're canceled. So, um, <laughs> canceled. So basically, let's see. In we're an email statement, that's, Mr. Garagos and Miss Glendian criticized the lawsuit that the brothers brought against them and the motives of their lawyers, saying, while we know this ridiculous lawsuit will soon be dismissed because it lacks any legal footing, we look forward to exposing the fraud that the Osandaru brothers and their attorneys have committed to the public, which I find to be com- entirely ironic um so you know and i totally get their point considering that they were indeed trying to perpetrate a fraud of their own yeah (laughs) no the lawyers yes like like no they're how dare they say that they're committing you know we're committing fraud while we totally tried to we're our client exactly that yeah no like it's this is the same from the brothers we have sat back and watched lie after lie being fabricated about us in the media. Only so one big lie can continue to have life. The brother's statement said, these lies are destroying our character and our reputation, our personal and professional lives. And I'm going to say it like, look, if they, if the lawyers on Jussie's end are continuously saying, no, they lied and the brothers did it and they put on white face to trick everyone and did this without Jussie's involvement and they're just assholes and it's actually harmed their careers... 100%. They're going to, and I think that'll put that case in the public eye again. And I hope it does. I hope they win. I, I, I you know, like, I'm not a litigator, so I, I don't know where this is going to go. But I do like that these lawyers who have decided to come out, even though this dude's been caught dead to rights, and he's still like, I didn't do anything. The lawyers are like, no, he didn't do anything wrong. It was everyone else. Yeah. And it was those brothers. They did something wrong. Like, you could have just shut up and those let it brothers. go. But two you didn't. Brothers. Two, I was oh, just two brothers. Two, two, two brothers. Uh, wrongly <laughs> accused. But, like, no. If those lawyers are going to continue to come out and say, no, this is all on them. 
Like, yeah, I hope fucking... Like, especially with the fact that you know this is all a lie. I hope they sue you, and I hope they win. So, we'll see what happens. But that's just an update on my last article. Nice. Nice? Nice. Nice. Did you say nice, Grady? Yeah. Because I feel like nice numbers are on the hot seat. Yeah? They are. Nice numbers are indeed on the hot seat. That's a... Tortured, but good segue. <laughs> Tortured, to- indeed. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And then I remembered what your story was going to be about. <laughs> it's like, n- no one um, understands what that is until you start speaking. No. Yeah, they don't. Uh, my new story, uh, breaking with the uh, long-standing tradition of, of me um, talking about some sort of a disaster or some sort of a just generally dire and 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 dour situation yeah you want to talk about the sri lanka attacks right uh well you know you yes true to form usually i would do that but now i'm not uh i i pick something well i did urge you guys to pick happier news stories last time so we're at least we're getting there i heeded josh and so i'm uh talking about something in jeopardy that came up lately um jeopardy the uh well-known game show Alex Trebek and all that. Um, it came out lately that um, they have a uh, a bunch of numbers that people cannot wager. <laughs> Banned numbers, sixty nine um, that are that are not allowed to be uh, wagered in Final Jeopardy when the contestants can write in their numbers and all that. Like six thousand six. Oh. I'm just making guesses. And, you, you tell. Well, okay, yeah, okay. So for for one, one of them you guess spot on, uh, sixty nine. Is actually a fairly recent development, but um, contestants are no longer allowed to wager sixty nine. <laughs> uh, allowed to wager that? Oh, that should actually <laughs> like the act or the number. they put sixty nine, but be underneath the only number they're allowed to wager. Underneath they put like I don't mean sixty nine dollars. Right. I mean <laughs> no, sixty nine. Wink face. No dollars. You know? so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. Um, they've uh, and this was the thing that really interested me about this article was that uh, a lot of this uh, research which is not unique to this of course i but it's just something that is a trend that is lesser known maybe is that a lot of the research for this was done through reddit um, <laughs> in that they had uh they actually like contacted the people who had they, they found a reddit thread of contestants from jeopardy who were talking about this and so you know they contacted them and verified that they were indeed you know the sources and stuff but uh, no, some of the reporting from it had come from Reddit that 69 is one of the banned numbers on Jeopardy, uh, as well as they have a uh, they have a total of uh, five banned numbers, in addition to in so addition to are we uh, guessing? Or? Well, no, five banned numbers total. So 69 is one of them. What do you guys think the other four are? Well, I was saying 6,006 because it looks like uh, 420. Also, 420. 420 is on the list of things we think are banned. Okay, what else? 666. 666, yeah. all right. Did you get mine that was 6006? Because it looks like boob. 6006. Okay, I've got it. Oh, because it's boobs. Right? Yeah. 6006 is boobs? Well, it's boob. No. It looks... If you do your sixes right, right dude. Down. Goog. I was going to say 42 because of Hitchhiker's Good, but... Uh... Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I guess. Obscure. Yeah, it's, it's six. Yeah. Anyway, any other guesses? Uh, I don't know. Um, we did the number of the beast. Uh, four twenty. Thirteen. 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 Sure. Okay. That's stupid, but I can oh, see well. it. 
Yeah. 13, get the fuck out. Uh, 1942. 1942, a date which will live in infamy. That's not the correct year, but... All right. Um, Zero? Uh, I, 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 that's enough guesses. Uh, one of those is right. 666 is indeed banned. Okay. Yeah. Because Jeopardy is a Christian show. So, yeah, well, yeah, noted Christian Christian show, show, Jeopardy. Um, 69 is banned. 666 is banned. 420 is actually legal. Oh, they're weed friendly, though. You can bet 420. That's great. The other three are related to uh, white nationalist neo-Nazi propaganda. I'm glad we didn't know them then. (laughs) The numbers 1488 and 1488 are uh, all banned from Jeopardy. I don't know what Uh, those mean. See, I, yep, that's a, that's alien. Those are me. the fourteen words. The fourteen words from the Turner Diaries. Yes, something about white children and stuff. Yeah, but I don't recall what eighty-eight is supposed to mean. All I know is that's four, like Des Bryant's number. <laughs> when he played the Cowboys. Is like yeah, Des Bryant's white, white supremacist. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like my children. knowledge is obviously wrong. He's gonna throw up the X. Yeah, sure. no, eighty-eight precepts. Uh, Lane's son, David Lane, who's some um, neo-Nazi. Fucking oh asshole. man, I could go over some lanes. Shit. He has uh, 88 precepts, which presumably are all like, you can fuck your second cousin, but you can't fuck your first cousin, or something like that. You can pick your just... nose, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friends' nose. <laughs> but you can't fuck your first cousin. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that some of this are, some of these statements have been included in the 88 precepts. Because uh, it boggles the mind how white supremacist David Lane could come up with anything remarkably Stephen, are you or okay? remotely uh, more intelligent than funny. any of that. So I'm sure that that's that was included. funny. That was funny right there. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, a little a little nugget of knowledge about Jeopardy. Is if you're ever on there, don't wager fourteen dollars. Don't wager eighty eight dollars. Definitely don't wager one thousand four hundred eighty eight dollars. Don't wager six hundred sixty six dollars. And don't wager $69. None of those are allowed. Um, one quick shout out since we're talking about Jeopardy. That's um, Bill and Ted's favorite number. Fairly recently, nice. uh, Alex Trebek uh, came out about his diagnosis of cancer. So um, oh, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, prayers yeah, for him. And uh, he seems like a good guy. And I hope everything uh, works out to the better in, in that regard. So I know there was an outpouring of support and everything. But just shout out to him and... Uh, his years of yeah, of, Sage Stooges is and since you passively mentioned hoping it he before, recovers but yeah, T's and P's to Sri Lanka. Yeah, for sure. It's, that is f- fucked up shit. Yeah, I read that they canceled. Uh, yeah, the uh, mass. Sunday services and stuff there. Yeah, they were, they had to hold mass in their uh, in their houses today, I believe, right, or whatever. Whenever yeah, Sunday is, that's a nightmare. Time wise, so, and I was I was just unaware that they had I don't know that they had so much problem with extremism and violence and everything there yeah the craziest thing about it is that like the two most like um they're buddhist factions are the muslims and the buddhists the buddhists like violent i just know i just meant demographics they have a lot of buddhists well no 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 no. i I, look I, i might be wrong about the country specifically but i think sri lanka plays host to like extremist buddhists who go that's against like, like no, that's the point. Like they go against like everything that Buddhism is supposed to be about. Yeah. And that like Christians like were almost kind of, you know, equivalent to Jews in the uh, crusades kind of thing where it's just Europe 
you're a minority, you're not really involved, and then people decide to just murder the fuck out of you here. So, so wild. It's That's strange. Crazy. I could be wrong, but I think I remember reading something the other day about, like, there being a conflict. Well, you're right that, like... Relit like crazy Buddhists, strangely enough, but that's, that's not who maybe. perpetrated this. I'm just saying that no, as no, Grady no, mentioned, yeah. like as Grady mentioned, there's a lot of extremism in Sri Lanka, and some of it for some it, reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Hitherto, like, unknown. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Buddhism and then Islam and then Christianity in terms of religion and stuff. But it's yeah, it's weird that they would. I don't know. No one pictures. Buddhists is like, oh, you know, those freaking bombs strap on themselves Buddhists. Like, yeah, like, you're supposed to just be chill and fat. And you're, fat. like, like you're, a, you're a bad Christian. Buddhist, you're like right? a bad Muslim if you go in and you're a terrorist attack people. But you're really bad. Yeah, you are. Buddhist <laughs> if you do the same thing. <laughs> what? what exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which they book have, are like, you reading? When are the Buddhist you crusades, that. you know? Like, when's the Buddhist yeah. conquer by the uh, sword situation? Yeah, like, what's that teaching? <laughs> Touch point you to me. You are contrary yeah. to everything that Buddha wanted life <laughs> to be Buddha. Well, we got back to the sad <laughs> stuff anyway, so that's great. Yeah. Look, uh, there's a thing called Buddhist Catholicism. It exists. We can talk about it Sounds like time. something I would do. It's really cool, and <laughs> it is something I would do. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, because you're fucking weird. Yeah, well, maybe I am. Do you want to wrap this up, you weirdo? Sure, I guess I will. All right. I will, I will, I will. Well, we're rusty. We. I'm Josh. Are still. I'm Shackleford. (laughs) We're still under three hours. Yes. For now, yeah, geez, well, can let I the dude do his job. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we're a little rusty at this, but we're going to try to get back on schedule here pretty soon. Try. Um, so, obviously, we need, you know, just a little bit of help from y'all. A little, more, little, little, bit, little bit of support that helps us out, gives us the, the motivation. Good fucking luck, like Stephen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can always like us on Facebook. You can follow You us could if you wanted to. Jeez. You could <laughs> tell Steven you want a video game. I bet he has them. Yeah, I'm still waiting on those reviews. Send me a screenshot of you reviewing on wherever you get your podcast. Do the review and we'll do the choosing. Even if it's a picture and of you telling you. somebody else firsthand that like you like this podcast, we'll take it. Okay, That works 100%. Grady, yes. Absolutely. I will take that. <laughs> yeah, just that a, counts. a Snapchat. We'll, we'll open a Snapchat. No, fucking word of mouth. I don't care. Share. Share your friend with your friends. Share, share with your friends. Share with your enemies. For Chris and Grady and Josh. You don't speak for me. My name is Steven. Or Grady. Or Josh. We've been the Sagely Stage Dudes. We used to be. You've been awesome. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye to all of you. Love you, baby.
now and then I get a little bit horny and I send you inappropriate texts. Every now and then? That's what you call it? It's fucking all the time, dude. Every time I turn around, literally. 